With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore. And tonight we're gonna we're gonna have uh, about three comics. We're gonna talk about. Um, we're also going to talk about order statistics for November. Also March solicits. And we've had a lot of good news this week. There was some bad news, but I think we got the majority was good news. And I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hey, Holly. Hello, everybody. That's not very happy today. Uh, <laughs> when am I not happy? Oh, right, when the format comes out. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, that's not till the 30th, so we don't have to worry about that well, thank now. Goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. You can have a good Christmas. Yeah. Um, maybe not such a good New Year. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It could be, it could surprise us. It could be good. It could be horrible. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we had a surprise this week with Justice League. <laughs> mm, heck yeah. I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, what? I woke, well, yeah, I woke, Chris had sent me the link, and it's kind of fitting because she called me the morning of Justice League 12. Mm-hmm. No, she called me the week before when they were doing the Dog and Pony show. She called oh, me, yes. and I'm not an early riser, okay? And she's an hour uh, before me. So she mm. called me, and she's telling me all this stuff, and I'm like, you got to get on, you got to see what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I swear I was a zombie for, uh, no, I truly was a zombie for a week. This time she sent me a link on Twitter and for the good news. And I was like, oh, yes. So Chris is keeping me informed for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, whether I, it's good I, or bad or ugly, whatever. I, I was on um, a Twitter, if needed, only for emergencies to go on because I didn't want to be spoiled for Star Wars, and um, I remember I also got a link, I got a link from Maya, and she was like, go and read this comic, she didn't even send me the link to the Bleeding Cool uh, article thing, she's like, go and read this comic now, I'm like, okay, okay, hold on, you know, let me go and like, I don't know, you know, because I'm not an early riser either, and she was messaging me at I don't know, like, it was way early for me, too early for you guys. Um, and I was like, okay, calm down, what happened? And she's like, no, you have to read it to see it. like, yeah. okay, so you're not going to tell so me funny. you have to go through this entire comic, and then I, literally oh. every five minutes, she's like, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? <laughs> go read it. Yeah. Oh, we want to say hi to Mia. We want to say hi, hi to Mia because she because she had, uh, she had an event this week, so she came yeah. out and she seemed fine. So we're we're happy yes. for her. She said she's 
wonderful and doing good, and she's happy because she had, she went in knowing the full month had ended, so she was like, I'm good. <laughs> there you go. And and you see, you see, as soon as you say this rubbish thing is over, we all get happy. Um, the fomancers all oh, they attacked Jeff Johns like nobody's business. Did they? Oh, it was horrible. It was so bad, but it was so funny um, for me because I'm on the other side. And I'm like, ha ha ha! Now you know how we felt, you know. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Johns tweeted something. And deleted it, he said, well, you know, stuff happens. Did he you say know, stuff or did he say the other stuff? The, the other, the SHIT is like, you know, shit happens, sorry. It happens, honey. <laughs> well, and I mean, did they want it to bring down the entire industry? <laughs> it's just such a loser you know idea. What? You know what? Uh, it, it's ridiculous, the stuff they were saying, like, oh. They don't want our money. And I'm like, you're not buying anything. And um, they're like, oh. You're only buying one um, book? That's, yeah, they're not worried about it. And, yeah, uh, exactly. The book's it's, not selling. And, no, the book isn't selling. And uh, they're like, oh, they don't need our money. Uh, you know, we're, we're now, they only want to, to please close fans because the movie's coming and blah, blah, blah. So we'll get into that when we discuss yeah. Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You said that you told me that South Africa had a special um, Dawn of Justice trailer. Yes, we did. Um, originally, uh, the Batman v Superman trailer wasn't supposed to come out with mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars was going to get other trailers. Um, and I tweeted people around the world, Australia, England, America. Uh, some people said they got the trailer. Some people didn't get the trailer. Uh, but we got a special trailer. Yay! Um, I, don't if, I don't know if other people will get it, but I think this is like an international trailer that they're going to release. Um, because, like, Japan gets different trailers, you know. Uh, China gets different trailers. Right. I suppose it works regionally to what they think fans will respond to. Um, and so basically we got the trailer. Too, they have this, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, um, yeah, South Africa had a weird rating for Star Wars. It was PG-5+. plus. I've never heard of this. I don't know what it is. Um, but basically it meant uh, that Bring all the fans because we want to appeal to everybody. Just don't bring babies in. Um, right, right. And, and yeah. yeah, and I saw a lot of kids, a lot of kids from five, eight, you know, that age group, ten, uh, which is good. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the, they took out a lot of the um, bad language in the trailer. Uh, they took out, so that cut out some of the minutes because that whole conversation that Batman has with Alfred, where he says, you know, that uh, SOB brought the war to us and stuff. They cut that entire scene out, where there's the building falling, you know, they flash back to the Battle of Metropolis, uh, with the building falling and the dust, and there's a car that spins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what they added in place of it was um, what we saw in the Comic-Con trailer, where Lois 
is touching Superman's fist, and she says, this means something. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's a symbol to people. It's a symbol that they respond to and stuff. And they added that quick um, kiss almost scene in towards the end, just before Wonder Woman pops up. Um, and yeah, just before Doomsday and Wonder Woman pops up, they add, they just like put it in there. It doesn't make sense, but they just put it in there. And, you know, I was squealing and everybody in the audience, t- literally, I think everybody turned to me because over these IMAX speakers, you could hear me squealing like a little girl. And I was like, I was like, I'm not embarrassed by the squealing. The person next to me was just laughing because they're like, this is such, she's such a fangirl over here. Um, because I've seen this trailer like a hundred times, right? Right. Maybe more. Maybe a couple hundred times, okay? Um, I have it saved on my iPad, so whenever I feel like it, I just watch it. Um, you know, and so I knew everything that was coming up. I even was reciting some of the dialogue, and um, yeah, yeah. If for me, I was, and I, I didn't expect the whole clothes thing to be in there. So when mm-hmm. I saw it, even even my sister told me, shh, shh, right? Um, but my niece went crazy with me. She's like, yeah, that's Lois, that's Superman, yeah. And um, but I really enjoyed that because they cut a different scene. It's not new scenes that we got. It's not something surprising, but they cut a different trailer for international viewers because they're like, right. yeah, you know what? This is Amy Adams as Lois Lane. This is Superman and Lois Lane. This is how it works. This is how it it backs off each other. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe the international audience responds to a different couple. You know, the original couple. A couple we're yeah. used to seeing, um, which is for me very uh, reassuring as a close fan because I, when this comic, the Formats comic came out, I honestly thought, is there this, is there this market out there that doesn't like Superman Los Lane? Because for me, it just never clicked in my head that you cannot like Superman with Los Lane. It still doesn't up to this day. You know, I still try to like convert people. I'm like those people that come to your house and, you know, have pamphlets and they're like, have you heard of the, our Lord and Savior? I'm like, I'm like that. Have you heard of close our saviors? Yes. Take a pamphlet. Um, and, you know, for me, to know that this is the international trailer, right, because I think I just have to confirm with um, my person in the UK, my cousin there, um, if they got the exact trailer because they didn't reply, haven't replied back to me. Um, oh, okay. So I, if that, if they got it in their region, then it's the international trailer, right? And right. if that's what they're marketing internationally, because Lowsley may have not got an action figure, but she's in the legal set. And the legal set is the... Um, as they describe it, the most iconic characters are put in the set. Right. Right. The 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 pivotal that's the word, the pivotal characters of the movie of the ending of the movie of the you know the big build up scene that that we're all going for. Mm-hmm. Lois Lane is in there. Doomsday isn't in there, which 
leads me to believe that they didn't put everything in this trailer, like everybody thinks, and that Doomsday may not be the third act. We may get a different act altogether. Right. Right? And for me, and she's got this really cute outfit. She's got, like, this leather jacket and pants and jeans, and she's like, yeah, I mean, ready for action sort of thing. And for me, this just, you know, I, I've also heard rumors and stuff and spoilers that Superman and Wonder Woman, it's nothing, nothing like that is, is in this movie. It is Superman and Lois Lane in this movie. Right. right. And for me, it's just, even though we've had all these reassurance, reassurances from mm-hmm. everything we've seen, this is just saying to me, Warner Brothers know what they're doing. You know, Zack Snyder knows who appeals to the larger mass, not the minority. I'm the majority now. I'm not the minority as DC believes. And for me, it just compacts and concretes and puts it in stone that close is the way we are right and, yeah, we make money. Bam, mic drop. <laughs> right. Um, so good. I'm glad you guys got a mm. different trailer. That was awesome. Yeah, it's, um, it's not like new scenes or anything. It's the same scene, but right. it's a better trailer. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to November order statistics. <laughs> mm. Okay, now. Dark Knight 3 had 50 variant covers, including one by Jim Lee. If a store bought 500 copies of it, it got one of his variant covers. Oh, she was um, ego much. So, yeah, Dark Knight 3 Master Race came in at 440,234 orders, which was the mm-hmm. number one book for November, which, you know, it had mm-hmm. 50 variant covers. Come on. It's a number one. Yes. Star yeah. Wars, <clears throat> Star um, Wars Vader, what? The, the the Darth Vader comic that came out. Remember, yeah. you and I were were, were backing for Darth Vader, um, yeah. because we'd even support the dark side over the Dark Knight Master Race. Well, um, which is the dark side? Hey, that's the even Vader says that's too dark for me. Um, that is a director's cut edition that came out, so everybody had already bought this book. And that's it doesn't why say it, that, it though. It doesn't say that, but when I was checking it, because they gave it for free, this, uh, you know, uh, Comixology does this uh, 12 days of giveaway where mm. they give digital comics for free. It's the exact same book, so it doesn't right. say that, but that's what it is. It's got it's like this ten page long title that it's got Darth Vader, blah 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 cuts, blah 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 cuts, special edition, limited edition, blah blah blah. So well, I don't think they could have fitted it in there. But yeah. Um. So Star Wars Vader Down, which is a number another mm-hmm. number one, um, only had. I figured it out. 55,265 less orders which is based which is a little less than Harley Quinn book. Harley Quinn mm-hmm. is the number 4 seller for DC in in November. Mm-hmm. So that, 
you know, Dark Knight 3 did not do all that well. I had 50 variant covers, and I, when we know that Star Wars Vader Down did not. Yeah, and Star and, Wars Vader Down only has one cover, not 100 million variant covers. Right, right, right. So this whole strategy of variant covers, I mean, they really were banking on this thing. And mm-hmm. last month they were like 25% of the market. They had rose up from 22% the previous month. This time they have 26%. They did all that for 1%. So, you know. Wow. So, uh, Marvel just crushed DC again this month uh, in November. Um, Uncanny X-Men 600 was number eight. It wasn't a number one. <laughs> it still made over a hundred thousand. I mean, come on, regular Darth Vader, number thirteen, made over a hundred thousand. Okay, they had DC had one book that made over a hundred thousand. Oh, and guess which one it was? Well, after Dark Knight, Batman. So yeah. Um, then, of course, there was Batman Europa, which had its debut in in November. A number one didn't even do as well as the Fomance did in its number one issue. It only made 80721 Are you still there? Tej? Um, hello, hello. Sorry, sorry. I had myself no, muted. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so Harley Quinn. I was, I, was, I was just gonna say, um, how many months did they pump out that Dark Knight book with promotion, with interviews? Well, New York was October. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it came out in November. But, I mean, yeah, they've but, been talking about it before that, too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. Uh, Harley, Harley Quinn came in as DC's fourth highest book uh, at 58,344. What number was that? Uh, let's see. Uh, 31. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What number was Batman? It was, it was like double uh, digits, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 13th. It didn't make the top 10. There we 10. go. It didn't even make the top 10. Yeah. No. Justice League of America, which was a filler, uh, was the fifth highest book, number 38 at 52604. I hope that filler doesn't hurt Hitch's ratings. Um, because, you know. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. So Batman Eternal's doing pretty well for a weekly. It's coming in with uh, let's see, forty oh forty six and a half thousand. Um, it's two ninety nine. Yeah, well, the they're printing. You know, they're printing that every week. They didn't yes. print Smallville every week. Well, this isn't a digital first. This is like um, right. It's like how Features End. end. Yeah, yeah, how Features End came out. Yeah. And the reason why, I'll tell you, everybody, why this book is doing so well. 
It's not for the story because the story is crap. We don't know what's going on. Mm. Um, I've I've stopped following it because it's got no story. It's just what it is. It's all these characters that people have been missing. There's Cassandra Kane. There is um, mm. Stephanie Brown. There is uh, Barbara Gordon and Dick Drayson interacting. There's Jason. There's Tim, who disappeared off the face of the New 52 Earth for goodness knows how many... He was nowhere to be found. The Teen Titans book ended, and he 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 couldn't find a home in any of that book. Um, Mm. And so a lot of people... But isn't he in Batman Beyond now? Yeah, but that's that's a different... No, yeah, that's that's like different, so... That's the one from the future, so that's a bit yeah. weird and stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people miss Tim Drake. A lot of people. I mean, you know how verbal the Stephanie Brown fans were, right? Right. The Cassandra Kane fans were. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they even got a hashtag to trend. You know, waffles for Steph, which was well, that's uh, been a few they, years ago. But they got it to trend uh, recently right. again, and they sent, you know, Dan DiDio waffles and stuff, and I don't know what was going on in that office. He hates Maybe Stephanie that's Brown, so I'll talk Yeah, and, and a lot of it is, um, I mean, also Scott Snyder's writing it, so obviously right. his fans are going to go there. That's why this book is doing so well. It's not so much because of the story, it's because of the characters. And how they interact, because the story doesn't really um, matter. What is in there is the joining of the Robins again, right. and that's and and creating the back family again. And so, a lot of people miss that. Right, but they got that other Robin book, Robin, Robin, Robin. We are Robin. <laughs> yeah, what is it? All Star Robin. I don't even remember what the name of it. Superman was the top Superman main continuity book uh, with 41,657. It's it's still on the downward slide. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that was the debut of Superman American Alien. I can't believe this one. It was 41,441, which is only like 200, (laughs) 200 orders less than Superman. So, yeah, um, I can't believe that. But then, you know, because um, I, I, I mean, I've got American Alien on my pull list, so it's that and good. And, you know, and a lot of people were talking about people, the second you know what, issue today. Yeah, you know what I think it was is that a lot of people were apprehensive of buying a Max Landers book. Because, well, because of, what of the he video, had. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then... They read it and they discovered, okay, it's it's actually really good because a lot of people didn't put it on their order and pull list, but they did buy it. Right. So this uh, isn't necessarily what was sold. This was just you know what was what ordered. Was ordered. You can right. yeah, you can always get books anywhere else digitally and stuff like that. So right. Um, this is print because. Too. Yeah, because I know Max Landis uh, tweeted out several times the download link to go and buy it. 
because right. he said, you know, people were like, uh, I can't go to a comic book store. I don't have a comic book yeah. store, whatever. And he was like, okay, well, you can get it here, you know, if you're interested. And they said, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw the scans and I saw, um, you know, on Tumblr and I saw things and I'm, and I'm really interested in those books. So right. hopefully the second issue will do a little bit better. I think Hopefully. now that the interest was created. Right. Um, after American Alien was Batman Superman, which no big surprise, it only has 38,056 orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, For a movie with its title that's coming out soon. <laughs> well, the true saga is doing nothing for these books. Uh, mm-hmm. Action Comics, 35 and a half. Thousand okay, Action Comics is now at a all-time low with less than a hundred and eighteen thousand. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm just um, putting the ice on my leg. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, the it's a hundred and eighteen thousand less than its number two issue. So yeah. It's still mm-hmm. on a downward trend. Yep. Um, let's see. Wonder Woman, 34,000. Um, let's see. Uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, 31.3,000. Wow. That's just bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other one that we were interested in, because it had its debut the month before, was Superman... Lois and Clark. Yep. And it debuted at thirty five thousand, which I think is yeah. You know, unless they you know, it sold well in digital. It may have. Mm-hmm. Um it came in at twenty two almost twenty three thousand. So it lost twelve thousand, which is nothing from a number one to number two book, but unfortunately the numbers for number one weren't that big, so um, it's mm-hmm. still a great book. I got it on my pull list. Um, the other book that we that were, one of the other books we're going to talk about tonight is Claws by um, Grant Morrison. It it came in at number one hundred. Um, its its debut orders were twenty five thousand six hundred seventy four, but it went into not a just a second printing, a third printing, and this thing is selling like hotcakes for booms. Uh, studio, so um, and it's really good read. Um, I just it pretend is. he's I just pretend he's Clark <laughs> because <laughs> it's the best Clark kit we're getting. Um, well, one of the best. So yeah, um, DC is just really you know people are like, why don't you just hang it up? I mean, come on. Um, and they really needed to turn the wagons around a lot sooner than they did. You know, yep. and so they may live to regret it. Um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars we'll came talk out. About... Star Wars came out the 18th, and Marvel has been on this campaign since what last March, with yep. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars books, and these guys, okay, they've got a Batman, Superman thing coming out in March. They ain't done jack. So yes. they, it's yes. karma. It's it, it's really poor decision making, and it's karma. Mhm. 
Yeah. So. I mean, they've destroyed. They've destroyed this character. These characters, because it's not just the, the Superman family. I mean, I think the Superman family is the hardest hit. Right. Like right. We Superman stood in front of all the bullets that that as Superman would do, and he took everything. He took all the shots. Um, he was stripped down to nothing. He stripped down even further to nothingness. But, yeah, you know... Like, oh, well, they're going for his essence. Well, uh, right now his essence is barely a turd. <laughs> so, true, true. whatever. And, um, yeah, it, it's not just Superman. It's the Wonder Woman family that's been hurt. It's, uh, right. you know, decisions that they've made in other books. I mean, just right. to take an example, Scott Snyder tr- turned that wagon so fast around from the big blue bunny bear that before even a year is complete of the DC YOU, he's bringing back Well, it started in June, and he he started in June, and six months later, he ended it. Yeah, and I mean, in March, we just got the solicitor, Bruce is back in the call and and Kate. So it's like, in no time whatsoever, because he knew this was not going to fly, right? He turned up. Right. He turned it around. He and he's like, no, you know, um, yeah. So, yeah. So we also got solicits for March. If you remember, yeah. the February solicits more or less described the November issues. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, because they're they're trying to get, I think, you know, because they've shortened this stupid truth and justice crap, whatever they're calling it today. Oh, yeah, it's going to go be Savage Dawn. Savage Dawn. I still still say it's the biggest shit pile you never expected. That you... Yeah, it that will be never one, wanted. <laughs> that you totally expected and never wanted. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Superman 50, why they did that one first, I don't know. Why is John Romita Jr. still doing the covers? I don't know. Um, when I tweeted with, I don't know who, Newsarama, I asked them why is, uh, you know, was there, was there any a reason given for John Romita Jr. On, on Superman, they said, it's because it's 50, they wanted a big artist, so and I'm like, no, but he's, he's a stupid artist, you know. He hates the character, and it shows. Oh. I mean, we've got Blocky Clark again. He's not handsome. He's not, oh, you know. stupid suit. we got that stupid suit with the fingerless with the, gloves. With and the fingerless gloves, yeah. Which he invented. Yeah. Hmm. Clark is so out of proportion, it's not even funny. He has, yeah. I don't know how, how I, I mean, just look at the stupid cover, you know. Please, everybody, while we are talking about this, go and open this cover up. He, this is I don't want to give it that much it, attention. No, but See, I mean, look at his chest, and and he's I got know. a stupid cape, and well, he's got ribs that that end that don't aren't like ribs, 
they are like, I don't know, a cow's ribs or something. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. It looks like Rob Liefeld's Captain America cover that he did. Remember? It looked like yeah, with, Grandma Bosom. I mean, it, it's like, he's like. Captain his America had like a double F. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his rib cage is not where it's supposed to be. It's like it's he's got two tires. Put together across the top, and 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 it goes up, and like his torso is too flat, and I mean he actually does have two tires. There's like a line in the middle, you know, where the two tires would meet. It's not like a chest. It's like he's got some kind of fakey doodle thing under his uniform. Now he does not have fingerless gloves. But he's got, you know, but his collar is black now. Why? And he's got this god-awful look on his face. Ramita still doesn't know or is still unwilling to do anything with his hair. And he's flying up the side of a building, and in the windows we see the real Superman. And, of course, you know, they made his S backwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... He's not facing him, so why would his ass be backwards? Exactly. Somebody doesn't know how a mirror image works. So if they're flying side by side, his chest, I think, is designed the same way, but it doesn't look so bad because he's got the black and then the ass. Okay, but but hold on. Whoever taught this guy anatomy should be, you know, now, oh, they now needed a big at, artist. Whatever. Look at look at the Superman in the in the window. Yeah. Right. His S on his chest is the wrong way. Yeah. But the S on his, on belt, his belt is the right way. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So is Ramita saying that real Superman is Bizarro? Then get this. He definitely did the Rob Liefeld technique. The guy in the window has no feet. Yeah. And and even Superman's legs are anatomically incorrect because they're so long. Oh, yeah. my goodness. They are He's so long. pointy-toed or something. I don't know. And his feet are long. I don't even ask And me. And why is his cape under his arms? Like, his cape is supposed to be on his shoulders, but right. it's going into his underarms and in his tire chest thing and I can draw better than this. horrible. Get him off the book. I don't even want him doing covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This you, know is ridiculous. you know what's really sad is Howard Porter could have drawn such a more um, iconic image because he is, you know, I love Howard Porter the way he makes uh, people proportionate, right? One of the things that I enjoyed about when he when he was drawing Wonder Woman on um, Justice League 3000 is her boobs weren't sticking out of everywhere. You know, it was anatomically, uh, you know, correct in proportion to her waist. She had an actual right. waist, not a toothpick. You know, she had hips, you know, not a vase and a half, and she had this really powerful look in, in everything, 
And even his Superman and his Batman, you know, his Batman, he made him crouch down and, and, and be like, like Batman should be. And his Superman was like tall and he had a white chest, not a, not a barrel chest, um, you know, with like boobs and um, tires and, you know. And the thing is, Howard Potter could have done such a better job. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anybody. Okay, so anybody could have done a better anybody. job. Than the, I think Rags could have even done better. Oh, my God. You know who they could have gotten? That guy from Future's End that made Clark look like, like a hillbilly. I don't know. That hillbilly Superman was <laughs> really bad. I would have taken hillbilly Superman. Oh, I've got a burger for a chest. Okay. I've got burger buns for a chest. Jeez. And, uh, yeah. It's terrible. Whatever. Okay, so the solicit for number 50, which comes out in March, it's written by Gene Yang and art by Howard Porter. Let me discuss the, the stupid cover. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, and it's also going to have a polybag variant by Kaira Andrews. Um, remember, that's the grab bag thing, and remember they were yeah. damaged for Harley's. Um, it comes out March 16th. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, it says, Superman returns in all his glory in this very special issue that sees the Man of Steel back to full power as he faces his greatest enemy and also comes face-to-face with the pre-flashpoint Kal-El. He's Clark Kent, or Clark White in this case. At last, it's the meeting of the <laughs> Superman you've been waiting for. Okay, first of all, this guy, just because he gets his, his outfit back doesn't make him Superman, okay? Mm-hmm. They totally destroyed him, his moral core, his characterization. But, you know, oh, because he got the suit back, you guys should be happy about it. And, you know, to call pre-Flashpoint Kal-El, really? This guy is more Clark Kent. I mean, he's... He's pre pre flashpoint Clark Kent. Hello. He's Yeah. Oh, mm, they still don't understand. Um, or they or they're not paid to understand, let's put it that way. And you know what the horrible thing is? Yeah. Is that Dan Jurgens is working so damn hard to bring back Superman. Right. And they're giving Gene Yang, who I don't think knows shit from shit about Superman. Right. And, you know, sorry for my language, but it, it's it's how I have to explain it because well, I don't think he understands Superman. Well, okay. According to him, Superman's always Superman, right? Well, he hasn't been Superman for four years, so the answer to that would be no. Oh, four and a half years. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that's Superman, which... Is not the first book. Okay, that will be supposedly that's supposed to be the last book of the month for Superman books. Uh, mm-hmm. Action Comics comes out March ninth, which would be the second Wednesday of that month. Yeah, written by and, Greg um, Pack and Aaron Cooter. Mm-hmm. And um, all these fifty fifty issues are forty eight pages. We'll see. They might cut yeah. out a few pages. I'm sure and they will. And it's a dollar more. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. For that wonderful, for that wonderful John Romita Jr. cover. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. And somebody's got to pay for the variant bag covers, even if you don't buy one. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we have Clark rising out of a, a maybe a cornfield or some kind of field, and it's fire all around, which mm-hmm. is okay. He is wearing the suit, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. This this uh, looks a lot better than than you know the the thing the thing we had on the Superman cover, but it's still not Superman to me. I'm sorry. So the way that it's colored, it looks like he doesn't have sleeves. Is it? Let me see. Yeah. And oh, no, you can see you can see the 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 red around his um wrist. Yeah, but it's like it's like flesh toned <laughs> up to his yeah. where his where his t-shirt would be. Yep. And his legs are all one. Okay. Okay. Um they okay, didn't put too much thought into these. Pardon? They didn't put much thought into these, like no, I'm they thinking didn't. back to I'm thinking back to anniversary issues of Superman. Right. Um you had you know, um I think this, the the original Golden Age one was where Superman was breaking the chains and that's so iconic. Um That was Superman No More, yeah. And Kryptonite No More, yeah, I'm sorry. Kryptonite No More. And, you know, there's so many others. There's the other one where Superman 1, where he's above Metropolis and he's in that pose where he's got his arms up and his cape is flying and his one leg is, you know, uh, bent and stuff. It's, it's, there's so many better Superman covers I know. out there. These are so unimpressive. Um, yeah. I love the... Um, Superman 50 from the John Burns era where uh, he he proposes to Lois. Um, he's smashing through the brick wall and that is like Superman, you know. Like, like it takes you back to George Reeves' Superman. Right. And, um, yeah. I mean, that's like iconic. This is so forgettable. I yeah. even forgot what the action comics cover looked like up, up until I saw it now. Yeah. Um, okay. Action comes out on March 9th, a week before Superman. Okay, get this. <laughs> Clark battles his way through Vandal Savage hordes to reclaim what is rightfully his. <laughs> the Fortress of Solitude, which kicked his butt out, and mm. his birthright. His birthright? Which would be what? I don't know. His birthright, you know, New 52 Superman or DC YOU Superman, whatever you want to call him, um, post Flashpoint Superman, let's say it that way. His yeah. birthright is power. It's Smash, you know. Oh, yeah. So that would be his birthright. Mm-hmm. All right. This epic. <clears throat> Anniversary issue leads to the finale of Savage Dawn. Thank the good Lord. In this <laughs> month, Superman Wonder Woman 27 and Superman 50. Now, we know Superman comes out 316, so how many books are coming out on the 16th? 
Mm. Well, Batman well, Superman's not involved because Tom Taylor's doing it, and it has right. nothing to do with this Savage Dawn chaos. But mm-hmm. well, the yeah. So oh, Savage. So they're going to end Savage Dawn in two weeks. Mm, mm, mm. In March. Well done. <laughs> hey, the sooner the better. Well, hello. Too late. I mean, come on. They should have ended it a long time before. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna try to find some more Superman. Okay, one of the better books is coming out March second. So before you have to watch, read lame action. You can read uh, Neil Adams' Superman: The Coming of the Superman Number Two, which I also put on my pull list. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says it has really cool. Clark on the front, well, it's Superman, mm. uh, with Calabac. Yes, very handsome. And it says, um, let's see, it's 32 pages. It's three ninety nine. Uh, mm-hmm. The terror of Apocalypse continues as the combined might of Kal-El and the warriors from Kandor fight back against Darkseid's legions. And we know Lois is in these books, so. Yes, and he said very heavily Lois influenced, so. Right. Yay! Yay! Okay, here's another and, book I just put on my poll. Um, well, Neil Adams, I just uh, he posted something on Facebook, mm-hmm. which I find very telling of DC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing this this campaign where he's doing uh, a panel a day, and you know he's giving people history. Like the other day, right. he talked about the parademons and. Uh, where they where they come from, Big Bada, or that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. He did a poster, right, for the coming of the Superman, and he said he put it out into different. He sent it to different comic book stores because uh-huh. DC said they well they didn't have it in like their budget or something to promote this book. Oh my God. So, so he has to go out, and that's why he's doing this thing on Facebook and his webpage and on Twitter and stuff. And he said, and he's telling people to post it and to repost it. So that's why whenever you see Neil Adams posting anything, just retweet it because if, if it's to do with coming of the Superman, because he's doing this all on his own. He's doing the promotions all on his own. Well, that makes me wonder. Makes me wonder if Superman. Lois and Clark didn't have a PR team either. Well, Do you suppose I, they well, spent the entire budget on DK three? Um, the amount of or the amount of promotions they did for that damn book, I think so, because yeah. um, if you remember correctly, Dan Jurgens and Lee Weeks did their own promotions as well. It was very. You know, they would right. post, like, teasers and panels and things on Twitter and on, um, I think Dan Jurgens has an Instagram or something, or a Tumblr, one of those. I don't know. Um, but I didn't know, like, I don't know if they didn't have a PR team because, like with Neil Adams, he said, I don't have a PR team. I'm doing this all on my own. I made this poster, right. and I'm printing it with my own money, Right, and I'm sending it to these comic book places. And if right. anybody wants the poster to put in your window, 
I'll send you a high def version of it. Um, and he's like, you know, just put it up on your Tumblr things and your Twitter things and your Instagram things and promote this book because he is doing this all on his own. DC have told him, we're not going to print any posters. We're not going to uh, do variant covers for this book because it's either not in their budget, like he put it in, in inverted commas, so I don't know if that's just an excuse they're giving him. Um, but, yeah, they, they told him that, no, they're not, they're not promoting this book. So, so they're, still only, not promoting, they're not promoting Superman, period. Well, true, true. I mean, even the writers for Superman don't even care anymore, so... Um, okay, so um, the next book, uh, Superman American Alien, number five, by Max Landis, mm-hmm. with art by Francis Manipal and Ryan Sook did the cover, um, comes out March 16th. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to spend money on Superman, buy American Alien. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, actually, this one will ship with two covers, so... Yeah, I think um, this is the first one that's actually shipping with two covers, so... Yeah. Yeah. The cover reminds you of the blur from Smallville a little bit. When I, when I saw this, um, uh, I, I went to Newsarama, uh, when I was looking at the solicit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they have the small picture, and then you have to click on it and make it big. Right. I was like, "Oh my God, that's the blur, right?" Yeah. Uh, the the first thing I didn't even know this was American Alien. I was just scrolling through the, the pictures, and I was like, and I stopped, and I said, "That is the blur. Is that is there a Smallville comic coming out?" And um, then I saw it as American Alien. When I when I blew it up, I was like, "Ah, is this the bullet here, Superman?" Yeah. So it's it's nice. I don't know if he's watched Smallville and if this is like an homage to it, but um yeah, it it, it was a it was a good flashback for me. Yeah, that was good. So mm-hmm. the solicitor for this one says now regularly patrolling the skies of Metropolis as an anonymous okay. Regularly patrolling the skies of Metropolis? What a novelty. I mean, really, the new 50, mm-hmm. yeah, in the new 52, it is a novelty. We don't see him yeah. patrolling the skies of Metropolis. No, no, no. New 52 Superman floats in space and contemplates how lonely he is. And he floats around in the Justice League watchtower. And, you know, he yeah. He goes to Gotham I, every other week. And then he goes to Smallville you know. every once in a while. And you know, and then he's gotta be in whatever other city, London or something. But he's Metropolis, nah. Have so, he actually, have he, has he actually ever just floated in the skies of Metropolis? Well, he did ever. fight I, that I, dragon I, thing in Lobdell's story when he yeah. ran into Lois and she got she became a reporter again. Oh, everybody's yeah. like, we okay. don't like her being a producer. Forget that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they don't let her do any stories. They don't let her, you know. So anyway, 
the solicit for that is American Alien number five is now, uh, see, now regularly patrolling the skies of Metropolis as an anonymous figure known as to some as the Flying Man. 24-year-old Clark Kent has become a local celebrity, but when he overhears a report on his police scanner about a 20-foot-tall purple monstrosity that's tearing the city apart, Clark encounters real power for the first time. Okay, so this is the guy. Okay, remember, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. He was like 22 when he arrived in Action Comics, right? So this yeah. would be in the five-year gap because he was 27 <laughs> in Superman number one because of the five-year gap. So, you know, and we complained to Lubdell, this guy's 27 years old. Why is he acting like a 12-year-old? Well, you know, people aren't as mature as they used to be, all this kind of stuff. It's like, what? What? You know, he has no responsibility. You know, he has no self-control. Well, he's still immature. His parents died when he was young. He was 18. Mm-hmm. So this guy obviously is a lot more mature. Uh, his, Yeah. We'll find out his mother was still alive when he's, I think he's, what, 15? He must be 16 because he, he has a driver's license, I think, but he doesn't have a car because yeah. he was giving him the razz about that. So, you know. So anyway, yes. So that's you know what? That. You know what? I I would I would like to say that it's probably because he's written by the mature writer. I mean, well, yeah. Max Landis, you know, he may have released that video and stuff with the death of Superman, but he's actually a, he's, he's he's not you know a guy who's um, stupid or anything. You know, he's he's not that that. Well, yeah, and he's a lot younger than he... Scott Lobdell, but if you want to talk age versus maturity, I mean, Max Lind is more mature than Scott Lobdell, who's older than him. Yeah. Way older mm-hmm. than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, Scott Lobdell's got other problems, too. <sighs> um, Batman Superman number 30, Tom Taylor. I also put this one on my poll list. Um, it's yep. going to have a poly bag variant as well. Mhm. By somebody um, who I never heard of. <laughs> right, Tony Moore. Okay. Um. And there's a blank variant cover. Mm, okay. Okay. So on Mark, oh, those, those are the white ones that they sell. Yeah, yeah, the blank yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, March, it comes out March 9th. Um, it will ship with a standard and a blank variant as well as a polybag variant. Okay. Uh, the mystery of why Superman, or Batman and Superman were brought into a cosmic murder case is revealed, and the ramifications for Superman are huge. Okay, so apparently the investigative reporter and the detective are going to actually have a mystery to solve. How does that happen? What? 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 Are we actually going to have a thinking Batman and a thinking Superman? Oh, my goodness. The people will think. Like, what? I wonder how much PR that Tom Taylor's going to get. 
Well, yeah, well, Tom Taylor doesn't rely on, on PR. He does his own thing. He tweets, I know. He, he puts images out. He's like, spoilers, you know. If you ask him really nicely, he'll send you a DM of this person's eye and say, ha-ha, you asked me for a spoiler. Here's a spoiler. And you know, we we ought to go to Neil. Well, we know Neil Adams is in this situation. We ought to go to Max Landis and Dan Jurgens and ask him if they are in the same situation with their books. Well, if you think about it, how much have you seen them actually promote Superman, American Alien on, let's just say, DC All Access, for example? You know, that's a YouTube channel with 100,000 subscribers. And the other day I saw, I went down the rabbit hole of them putting up uh, a, uh, remember the Dark Knight Returns video? And it was basically, I mean, yes, there were some good good guys in there that, mm-hmm. you know, were talking about things like, um, like, for example, Greg Capullo talked about um, the art was different because of the panels that we used. And, you know, uh, Klaus Johnson talked about how, uh, you know, inking this was so different because the panels weren't straight. You know, they, they right. moved and stuff. And, you know, uh, then Scott Snyder actually, I, I laughed at this because he was like, well, well it's not, you know, the, the, the best Batman story because Batman's an old guy and stuff. But, um, you know, it's not the best Superman story because Superman gets beaten up. But what you have to admire in Batman is his resilience and his, willingness to never give up and that sort of thing, even if he's getting a heart attack. And then you look at Superman who stops and he says, oh, no, my friend is having a heart attack. I have to save him. And I'm like, really, Scott? Okay, okay, that's what you got from it. You know, you got the friendship in there somewhere. And, you know, and but then you get Jim Lee's talking about, oh, look at the majesty and the power of Superman. He's lifting a tank over his head. That's what Superman's all about, power. And I then I stopped the video. Um, <laughs> Just put a muzzle I, I, on him. Yeah, he popped on and I was like, oh, what's he going to say? And then he starts, you know, oh, Batman is, is so... He's so gritty and he's so dark. And if and if you want to, th- you, you know, you have this comic to thank for dark and gritty comics because he this is that. the one that, yes, this is the one that started it all. All the dark and gritty comics come from this comic, and this comic is so revolutionary. And it, it, you know, all those '90s comics that were dark and gritty, we were all inspired by this comic. Yeah. I mean, I totally stopped reading comics when Batman was in a turquoise suit and Superman was all goody two-shoes. He um, said that? Yes. And, um, what, so what, we should oh, thank yes. Frank, Frank <clears throat> Miller for uh, Wildstorm? Is that what we should thank Frank for? Oh, hold on. He goes on to say, right, uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns got me into comics again, and I left being a pre-med student to come into comics because this is the comics that inspired me and all those dark and gritty comics of the 90s. And look at Superman's majesty and might and power. That's what he's all about. And I was like, oh. 
totally subdued by a guy faking a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And a kryptonite arrow. Yeah, let's not forget that kryptonite arrow. Okay, so in other words, was his physician father so happy about him quitting pre-med to go into comics? Well, he didn't talk about his father. Oh, well, too bad. So sad. He probably doesn't remember his fa- anything his father said to him. Okay, just like Superman in New 52. Okay, mm. the next book we fo- we fondly call The Foe Man. Oh, Foe Man. Um, Chris should get a penny for any every time somebody calls it that. Uh, written by Peter Tomasi and art by Doug Mankey, and it's either Jamie or Jaime Mendoza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cover is by Ed Bennis, so it's a good cover. Um, they're mm-hmm. not lovey-dovey in this one. They're just fighting side by side, you know. Yeah, Wonder was got new outfits again. Yeah, yeah. She's back to her silver crap. Yep. Okay. Um, even Savage... even on the Wonder Woman comic, she's got the 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 silver outfit. Silver. Oh. Yeah. Savage Dawn continues um, from this month's Action Comics number 50. So apparently you have to read Fomance between Action and, uh, what's the other book? Superman. Superman. Superman, yeah. Uh, a comet drawn by Vandal Savage to Earth is wreaking havoc across the globe and empowering his children in the most dangerous way possible. You just read that before you have to go to bed, and then you have no problem sleeping. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Now, mm. so as we stated before, in March, it's only going to take two weeks to end Savage Dawn. Mm. I'm like, bring it on, end it, just finish it. Yeah. So. Superman, Lois and Clark, number six. Apparently, there's only going to be eight issues of this book. Yeah. It went from six to 12, not down to eight. Whatever. Um, it's written by Dan Jurgens, an artist by Lee Weeks and Marco Santucci. Um, can even this Superman save Lois from the deadly vengeance of inner gang? Or will young John have to be the one to step up to this challenge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Super Loser can meet real Superman, and then John can kick his ass. <laughs> While his mother holds John him would... down. While Lois you holds know... him down, John can kick his ass. Nah, Lois doesn't even need to hold him down. I know, know but it, I would just do me my heart good to see her just, you know, get a couple wallops in there, too. I think John and Superman would be holding Lois Lane back and failing from oh. unleashing herself on this crap man. And she'd be like, what are you? You are a disgrace to that S on your chest. Disgrace. Yeah. She'd kill him. I don't know. She's like, you ruined my husband's name, you bastard. Mm-hmm. Um... So, oh, also coming out in March is they've now releasing these things called DC Comics Essentials. 
Superman Unchained number one it will come out mm-hmm. um, on the 16th. Okay, so here's here's the here's the deal. In March, if you want really good Superman, you get it every week. Beginning in March 2nd with Neil Adams coming of the Superman. On the 9th with Batman Superman, Tom Taylor's writing that. Uh, Max Landis' American Alien on the 16th. And Superman Lois and Clark by Dan Jurgens on March the 23rd. Now there is one, two, three, four. There's five Wednesdays in March, so I don't know if there's anything on the thirtieth because you know how they do the, the last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So well, the Superman Unchained is just one dollar. Go and buy it, people. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sixty-four yeah. pages. Uh, the first issue of the hit miniseries is reprinted at just one dollar. With pages from the DC Essentials catalog. Oh, okay, that's that's why. Um, that's why sixty-four pages. They're gonna fill it with fillers. Um, they put a catalog yeah. in there. They put a catalog in there. Um, yeah, go and buy it, people. One yeah. buck. That's a bargain. Yeah. 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 And then underneath that, the ooh, the art of Jim Lee. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? So that was solicits and order numbers. Mhm. Yep. Okay. So, um. Oh, there was a Batman v Superman article. Uh, the reporter, the interviewer, was Ron Troop. And yes. He interviewed Lex Luthor. Now, I read through it, and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know. I'm not a Lex fan, okay? But mm-hmm. at the end of the article, it said Ron Troop lives in, I forget, Metropolis probably, with his fiance Lucy. So mm-hmm. they are still going with Lucy Lane and Ron Troop were engaged. Eventually they married, and they had a son named Sam. Mm-hmm. So. So I thought that was fantastic. I oh, I like that. Less about Lex. And Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor Jr. Yes. So. Hmm. 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 Did Lex Luthor Jr. have that Australian accent? That was Lex too. He wasn't really was he? a okay. junior. Okay. He was a clone. He was like he was a, a clone. clone. Right. Yeah. He was a clone. Yeah. yeah, but he was Australian and had all this red hair. And he had a head of red hair. Oh, my goodness. It was like a lion's the mane. The 90s, people, the 90s. Yeah. Okay. And um, one comic, he and Superman are like in their boxes, and Mixie is, is playing with their minds. It's so funny. You should see that. Like, uh, Those Mixie, were the good old days. Mixie yeah. comes to town, and he, like, complete. I think it was the build-up to the death of Superman. Um, and Mixie comes to town, and he completely plays with Lex Luthor, clone. And, and Superman is just, like, sitting back and enjoying this. And, yeah, it's, it's just hilarious. If you want a good laugh, go read that comic. Yeah. Um... One of the other uh, comics that we're looking at, and I put it on my poll list this time, uh, Claws, with a K, 
Um, mm-hmm. Number two came out Wednesday. Still a great comic, mm-hmm. written by Grant Morrison. Um, I want to say Moran's doing the, or Mora's doing the art. Um, it's still, I mean, you could read this one to your kids. Yeah. It's, it's a strange thing to read to your kids because it's the Grant Morrison origins of Santa Claus. Right. Um, can we? Can I just say, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would say this. Santa Claus is bloody good looking in this. Um, oh, yeah, and he got a red, And he got a red cape, yep. cape thing. And he's got like long flowing black hair. And he's basically a beard. Man. Yeah, yeah he's beard. basically Clark. Yeah. Basically, yeah, he's basically Clark. Yeah. I'm waiting for Lois Lane, Mrs. Claus, to pop up. Um, yeah. Mia asked, is, is there a Lois? I go, not yet. He's going to come up there sometime because. Listen, Although the bad kid's mom. Love stories. Yeah. The bad kid's mom is the queen. She's kind of like, you know. Uh, that kid and the dad are like, <laughs> awful. They're awful, awful, awful. They are awful. And I'm starting to watch The Last Kingdom. I'm starting to do a binge watch on The Last Kingdom, which is a story about the Danes in England before mm, the it was Saxons united. And the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Alfred has just become... King, but he hasn't united England yet, and they're still. Don't, no the spoilers. I am going to binge watch it soon. I have okay it on my it's my. It's good uh, so yeah. far. I'm on episode four. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So the surprise of the week was Tej. Justice League, forty six. Um, yeah. which is a number behind everybody else. Yes. Because or in March, numbers. it's not going to be 50. It's going to be 49. Yeah. Yeah, because so, they're on 40, 47. Yeah, so it was yeah. 46 this time, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not going to read Justice League this week um, because, to be quite frank, this dark side war is like I'm not interested. Right. Right. Um, I don't care about Grail and I don't care right. about Wonder Woman and her her spiritual birth sister, you know. Um I don't care about Dark Side dying because you know what? I I have more emotions for the dark side in Smallville than I did for this dark side when he died because the dark side in Smallville, uh, the comic Chaos, right? He mm-hmm. actually explains his feelings and he's like, you know, um, he, he explains that he's lonely and he and that's why he talks to Jarrell and I'm sure they hit it off like you know, like cheese and fondue and you know, bread and all that and good wine and that sort of thing. I can just see that happening. Um, but this dark side hasn't been developed, right? He appeared once, which was in uh, 
Justice League Origins, right, one through to six. And nobody cared about him. I don't even know if he had a stick of dialogue in there. Um, If you're reading Batman Superman, obviously he appeared again there because he was uh, eating Earth 2 and stuff. But I just didn't care. You know, I don't care for God, Batman. Don't care for the Flash becoming the God of Death. I don't care for Shazam becoming the God of Gods. I don't care for... Superman becoming the god of dickery. Um, yeah, pretty much. And, I, and I, I give two hoots. Not even two hoots is too much. I give nothing that Lex Luthor is now Apocalypse, you know? Right. I mean, you told me, you, you, you said, go read Dark Side Wars, Lex Luthor. And I was like, nah, I'm not reading that. Well, um, just, I, it, I didn't like it. It's just you know he's dark side yeah, now. Yeah, you, like, you said you said there's a there's a good Superman scene in there, and I'm like, even that isn't enough. I mean, he's, he's well drawn, he's sexy as hell, but whatever. Yeah, you know, but it's even that is not enough for me to go and read that comic. I give, like I said, I give nothing that 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 Lex Luthor is dark side now, and yeah, um. I care. But I know, so, I know I like Flash. Read. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to read this comic, right? Um, and then somebody told me, like, this is, this is how my morning went on Wednesday. I was like, I'm waiting for American Alien because I buy it. So I'm waiting for that comic to come out on uh, Comixology. And, you know, went about my business, had my lunch and everything. And next thing I look at my iPad, and there were two two people messaging me. Uh-huh. One person is like, one person like, Big Bada and Mr. Miracle are in the comics, right? Right. Anybody who knows me knows that from the 90s, in that Justice League international comic, Big Bada putting Mr. Miracle over her shoulder and saying, come, I shall make you a man now. Let's see if you can escape this, all right? I am head over heels for Big Bada and Mr. Miracle. Right. Um, I remember there's this one comic I absolutely adore where she goes, she is flying through the universe to find Mr. Miracle. And she uh-huh. is hell-bent and she is saying, I'm not going to stop until I find my husband. And that to me is just dedication and love. Right? Right there. Um... And you cared about the characters, so obviously, I wanted to I wanted to read this, right? And then I had a whole set of other messages just saying, read this comic, and I'm like, okay, you know, Mr. Miracle and Big Bada, and and it was Maya. She she didn't tell me anything, right? She was like, just go and read it, go and read it. I'm like, okay, okay, calm down. Um, and so I read the Big Bada and Mr. Miracle part. And I was like, oh, this is so cute, because she's like, well, this is our honeymoon, you know, and there's this epic flash page kiss scene. Um, It's really pretty. It's really well done. Um, It's so dim. It's very passionate. They're a very Mm -hmm. passionate couple. Um, And, you know, he's like, I told you not to come, love, honey, or whatever you call it. 
And she's like, but this is our honeymoon, and I wouldn't miss a sight for anything. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't expect anything else from you, Big Bada. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, that that's, that's it. That's the extent of the surprises mm-hmm. in this comic. I was not expecting the next scene that came up. Um, so we had this wild Big Bada and Mr. Miracle are making out with each other all over the place on a battlefield in between fighting. We have the small little thing of, of um, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor looking away from the, like, like an awkward look away. And, um, right now I was like, okay, you know, nothing, nothing special about that. And then uh, I can't remember what she said. That they, it doesn't doesn't even matter what was said, you know. Um, they're they're doing this thing. They're going to go formulate this plan to go and do something, right? Um, I honestly can't remember what she was going to do. Uh, but she's basically rallying the troops now because the Justice League is. Oh, they're looking for the Justice League people. That's it. Um, So she's rallying the troops and saying, you know, let's go and look for yada, 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 and all that sort of thing. And, um, oh, she sends Big Bada and Mr. Miracle to uh, Belle Reef to go and meet with the crime syndicates. Right. you know, ultra. What's the name? Superwoman is still having a baby. Still pregnant. Wow. Yeah. She's still having that baby. Um, and so she and Steve Trevor are left alone on the battlefield, and um, you know, there's there's this exchange between them. Uh, let's see. You know, Diana's sort of like uh, an Amazon started this because it's Drail who started the whole whole war. And, you know, she says she feels responsible for this. Um, The League is split up, turned into gods. I don't worry often. I never get cold. Today I'm both. And so Steve Trevor tells her, uh, wherever you're going next, I'm coming with you. And she says, it's dangerous. He says, when isn't it for us? And he says, is that why you choose him? And so this is where it gets interesting. And so she says, who? <laughs> he says, who? Wonder was like, who? You know, like, what are you talking about, Steve? Right? And so he goes and he says, Mr. Miracle and his wife have some kind of heightened ability, colorful costume, and they clearly work together on the battlefield. They're in love. That much I can see. And then, Mike drop bombshell drops here. She says, Superman and I aren't in love, Steve. And so Steve says, then what are you? And she says, friends. Full stop, straight face, friends. Um, 
he goes on to say, don't make me use the last on you, which I'd rather see, quite frankly. A mm-hmm. little bit of kinky, kinky Steve there and Diana. Um, and she's like, more than friends, but I don't know what that means. And now, and now is not the time to, and Steve, sensing the opportunity, the opportunist that he is, uh, dives in, right, we get this incredibly beautiful panel where he's almost about to kiss her and he says, Di, if this is the end, I just want you to know, I still, I'll always, why didn't you kiss her? Um... Then we get a cock block moment from Photo Negative Man, uh, where he says, yeah. I heard my name. Am I interrupting? And he grabs Steve and by the Diana head. intervenes. By the head, and he's like dangling him. But yeah. Diana intervenes, which I found interesting, and she just like, she's like, don't attack my CD. Um, but yeah, Holly, what did you think about that? little uh, three pages of, of wonderness there well i got because i get i didn't get on till late um because i had other stuff going on and yeah. first, the first thing i had was a link from chris to the bleeding cool article and mm-hmm. um which is kind of fitting because chris is the one that called me and the early dawn of August 22nd, 2012, to inform me that Jim Lee and Jeff Johns dropped the bomb about the foamance. And so I was like a zombie for a week, I swear. I was like, I, I kept saying, why Why are they doing this? Why are they ending the world? Why are they doing Um, And so it was kind of fitting that <laughs> it was Chris who sent me the link to, hey, check this out. <laughs> So the thing I liked about it, first of all, I I like Barda and Mr. Free, um, Scott Free too, because Mr. Miracle, because they just work, and it's a great story. You know, their love story is awesome. I mean, um, but I found it really, really interesting that Jeff Johns brought a marriage into the New Fifty Two again. Yeah. Again, so I'm thinking, okay, so this is awesome. They're just newly wedded, but, you know, obviously they've been together for a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, he always does terrific Steve Tre- Trevor. I mean, come on. So Steve notices that Diana is worried, and she's never worried, and he says, you know, are you worried? And she says, I am. And then she explains about, you know, Dark Side's Child, all this stuff, and how the mm-hmm. league split up and that some of them turned to gods. And she says, I don't worry often and I never get cold. Today I'm both. And so then he goes into, well, I'll, I'll go with you. And she says, it's dangerous. And he says, when isn't it for us? Now, they could have had this conversation back in Justice League 12. <laughs> because that was was the whole she dumped him because he kept getting beat up. He even though he saved their butts, he kept getting beat up because he would rush in and to save everybody, you know. 
because, you know, he loved mm-hmm. her. And so she dumped him as her boyfriend and also as a liaison of the Justice League, which I thought Batman was not going to like that. But mm-hmm. he didn't really say anything about that too much. So and then there was the kiss kiss on top of the link in the memorial, you know, which is a very private place. <laughs> yeah. So and also, so then it's so romantic, yeah. Yeah. And so then Steve cuts cuts to the chase and says, Is that why you chose him? And basically, yeah, that is why she chose him. She chose him. She didn't fall in love with Clark. She chose him. Yep. Right? It wasn't like yeah. Clark was courting her and she had to decide between two bows. She no, decided no. on Clark because he was invulnerable. Which, since she's been dating him, he hasn't been. <laughs> For many years now. So, you know, and I I did love the who. Who? <laughs> like, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that 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 dude. <laughs> and so she she's very honest. She says, Superman and I are in love, Steve. And he goes, then what are you? And she says, friends. When he said, do I have to use the lasso on you? Because, you know, he's seen this all, you know, he's seen all the falderall, you know, the whole world thinks they're together, and most of the world fears them, you know, and he, you know, the whole schmeal there, you know, that's what DC wanted to do, you know, fear the alien and the goddess, ooh, you know. And then she goes, more than friends. Now, some people are like, ow, are they you know, fuck buddies or what? And I was like, you can be more than friends, but you don't have to be fuck buddies, okay? No, and yeah, so, and she doesn't say she doesn't say friends with benefits. No. So here's my thinking: says, it's like their pre-flashpoint relationship. Really? They were friends, um, but they were more than friends because they were like best friends. They worked together as teammates, you know, and and so they had that relationship. They had a close bond that way. It it doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be romantic, but it is more than friends. You know how I would describe um, Superman and Wonder Woman from what I've read, right, which is pre-Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very brother-sister relationship. Right. It was somebody you could talk to who wasn't necessarily Batman, who's a cynical butthead, you know. Right. Um, because she is a lot like Clark in the fact that she is hopeful, right? Um, this is pre-52 Diana I'm talking about. Isn't that... Right. Right. She, it was like a, she, it was like a, frater, it was like a fraternity for her, but she was a girl. Right. Exactly. The yeah. thing is, the thing is, a woman. Is Sorry. That, a woman. Um. The thing is, with Diana and Clark pre Flashpoint, it was a, um. You know, I don't want to say it was the, the sort of. They're the same sort of thing because it wasn't, but she gave him, you know, there's this, there's a thing that Diana, that Diana said was, 
Batman looks to the past, Clark looks to the future, and I bridge them in the present, which mm-hmm. I felt was very wonderful because she is very mind, mindful of the now and, you know, she's still hopeful for tomorrow, but she's mindful of today. She's not, you know, look in the past like Batman. Right. And Batman can get a bit, you know, fussed up and cynical and childish for Superman. For Superman. And so he needs a counter to that because he does sometimes need counseling. Um, And that's what I think she offered. It was just a friendship. It was a best friend sort of thing. Right, right. And... There was you, you know, just because a guy and a girl are friends doesn't mean that there's some sexual under right. thing going on there. Um, well, yeah. Clark, Clark likes and respects strong women, okay? And mm-hmm. in Lois's case, it's not only just like, respect, it's love, okay? Mm-hmm. But with Wonder Woman, he didn't go there with her. It was he likes and respects Diana because she is strong. I'm not talking physically. I mean a strong person. She's very mm-hmm. strong in who she is. She's very confident in who she is. This is pre-flashpoint, obviously. Um, you know, she doesn't go around going breaking point. Um, I was just about to say that she's not breaking point, Diana. <laughs> but you know, Clark likes that in women. I mean, he likes strong women. Okay. So why not have, you know, the love of his life is a very strong woman, sometimes stronger than him in many ways. And mm-hmm. Diana is a strong woman. So I, you know, I, I, anytime somebody tried to take it beyond that, I was just like, no, you just don't understand what's going on here, you know. Exactly. So mm-hmm. the, um, the panel with uh, Steve and her looking into each other's eyes and they're just, you know, like an inch away from each other's noses, where he says, Di, this is, if this is the end, I just want you to know I still I'll always. And it reminded me of uh, Superman 75, where yes. mm-hmm. Clark takes Lois and he says, I will love you always and forever. Um, mm-hmm. Which is just, you know, a spectacular splash page. Um, and yes. so Superman. And then, then we got super loser pie, I only come to earth for for the pie, guy interrupting mm-hmm. them and grabbing Steve Trevor by the head. Okay. And the way he says, am I interrupting, he's yelling it. Yeah. It's got the red around it. And that is a splash page, him grabbing Steve Trevor by the head. So... Yeah, there was, there, was, there was this one person who posted on my timeline. Um, she posted a, pla- a splash page, right? Um, and she said, just kick him in the balls already. You know, just just kick him. <laughs> like, where's Wonder Woman? Kick him in the groin and just end it, you know. Um, because people are so done. People are so yeah. done with this, this, this man, this this characterization of Superman where he's the douchebag of douchebags, you know. Right. But even uh, even in this panel where Wonder Woman is 
grabbing a hold of photo negative super loser. I only come to Earth for pie. He has a spec curl. Rabbit <laughs> got a spec curl in it. But I didn't yep. like her smiling. I was why I was like, why is she smiling at him? Is she smiling? Is because well, that's what I'm wondering. When you look at it from a different angle, it's like she's grimacing. Or gritting her teeth. Yeah, like gritting her teeth. That's that's okay. the way I saw it. So not like a smile, like burn, you know, you interrupted me and Steve, you know. So the other thing is on the page after he yells about at Steve, is that is that Grail's thought in the same you know, black background, white letters with the red box. Is that Grail's The thing thought? is, I was confused about this, if it's Grail yeah. or her mother, because oh. both their both their thoughts are, like, similar, and the, the conversations are very, very, very confusing. Um, because uh, who was the artist on this? Francis Menopause, I think? Mm. Was it him or it wasn't Fabric? No, no, Fabric's coming back on forty seven, he said. Oh, okay. He said okay. he was taking he said he was taking a break because um he yeah, he needed one. He said he needed one for the Christmas break and stuff, so oh, okay. Um, um the, the 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 way they, they drew, uh whoever it was was I think it was Francis Menopause. Um, the way they drew Grail and her mother was very similar. And so at, at some times, I didn't even know who was talking, right. whether it was Grail or her mother. And then only in the end, you know, you sort of like, okay, this is Grail and that's her mother, but it's still, it's a very confusing... Uh, yeah. Well, uh, and what yes- happened is... What happened is, at towards the end of the comic, it got a bit rushed, I think. Oh, it, because gee, it's really? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like it's, everything Game is happening all at once. Yeah. It's like everything is happening all at once, and it's very rushed and, and um, disjointed. So, I don't think... This this Diana that we've seen in these pages would go for Super Loser and only come to Earth for Pi. No. I don't yeah. think so. So, and Clark was not in on the cover in any way, shape, or form. We had the Flash no. with his death skull, and we had Bats, and we had Shazam, and we had Wonder Woman. I don't know who else, but, but we didn't have Clark. So No, yeah. Apparently, the anti-life equation is loose. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a ball. <laughs> yeah, a ball of fire or something. Yeah, so, and Grail, Grail, it, Grail is now the, the god of anti-life. Yeah. I mean... Whatever that is. <laughs> when I remember all the years that dark side was looking for the anti-life equation, and now Johns has made it a convenient little ball of fire with demons in it, and Grail is now yeah. the goddess of anti-life. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dark side has been looking for this in every version that I have read of him. 
Yeah. You know, this is like his thing. Like, even even in the animated series, he was like all about the anti-life equation. And um, the animated series made it that um, Lex Luthor actually gets the anti-life equation and the Mobius chair. Um, but in order to do that, Lex Luthor had to cross the source wall. And yeah. um, he had to solve the unsolvable questions and stuff. It, it was like a quest that he had to complete. Yeah. Why does the new 52 exist? Okay, there's an unsolvable yeah. question. Yeah, well, why? Oh, Lex wouldn't be able to answer that. He'd be like, I have failed humanity, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, the anti-life equation was made out to be such a big thing. For dark side, right? Yeah. Um, they thought it was just somebody's in, brain for a long time. Yeah, you know. I can't remember it, it who was in, it was. It was in it was in somebody's brain. Yes, I remember. I somebody remember. had the anti-life equation re- recorded in their memory. Um, <sighs> I can't remember. I can't. Even, I keep wanting to say Hal Jordan, but I don't think that's right. Why would it be in hell, Jordan? I don't know. He's got, I can't. He's got plenty. Does he have plenty of space in the brain? <laughs> no, really. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the, this whole um, dark side war is just like, I mean, if it wow. wasn't for that, if it wasn't for, for that scene, right, and that is a particular thing towards clothes stands, right? Let's put it that way. Um, it would make clothes fans excited, like nobody else who, you know, people who I talk to who aren't really like super close, like you and me, right? They didn't like pay attention to that whole thing, right? They were they were more interested in Big Bada and excuse me, Mr. Miracle, and you know the whole whatever's going on with Batman. And whatever's going on with Grail, I don't know. It's very confusing. Um, and the, the the whole build up to the anti life equation, and then it's sort of just like a letdown. Yeah, I was just like, I, I just thought, wow, man, New Fifty Two fans are getting gypped. Mm, They're getting yeah, ripped yeah. off. And, but that's the whole point of the New 52 is that everything is just, you know, um, convenient plot lines. It's no longer a quest. It's no longer a character development saga, right. you know. Uh, off air, I was telling Holly that the whole reason why I don't really like the Star Wars prequels is because I learned nothing about the characters. It was all about the spectacle Right. It was all about politics. I didn't like him either. Which, yeah, it was all about politics. Annie! And, uh, Annie! 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 I'm pregnant. Couldn't have a different Annie. nickname? I mean, really. Uh, anyway. Anyway. The, and the reason why I was so excited after I watched this movie is because taking the, the effects away, taking everything, it's about characters, it's about heart, it's about soul, it's about destiny, it's about 
completing this, this, you know, epic saga sort of thing. And DC has lost that, you know. Um, The reason why people read Marvel more now is because Marvel is giving them what DC used to give us, and that is character-driven stories first. I don't know right. if it's a Disney thing because Disney do do uh do do <laughs> do character driven stories, right? Disney creates for kids or adults or whatever memorable characters, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a Disney thing that they're doing or what, but whatever Marvel is doing, they're doing it right because It's not about, for them, variant of the month and event of the month and this of the month. You know, it's not what I call the splash of the month. It's, you know, I explained this uh, on one of the shows. It's all splash and no dive, which means it's all on the surface, a big splash, and then there's nothing that goes underneath, right? Uh, There's no Mm -hmm. depth. And that's what DC is. It, it's just spectacle. And it's just like the Star Wars prequels. And nobody likes that, you know. Uh, they don't know how to develop love stories like the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> um, they don't know how to develop characters. They don't know how to move a story forward. They get stuck in, in in these epic events, epic spectacles, and then it just ends pages. and it fizzles out. Yeah, you know, it just ends and it fizzles out. Yep. And for me, the dark side war is exactly that. It, it's just like on a, it, it, you know, Jeff Johns comes out on DC All Access and he's like, dark side war, ah, everybody scream, you know. But the best moment in this book was Big Bada and Scott Free, Mr. Miracle's interaction. Right. And Steve and Diana's interaction. Right. It wasn't it wasn't Grail getting more power, you know, and another god forming. It's not that. It 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 isn't uh, I don't even remember if anything else happened. Um it's not mm. the splash pages, it's not Superman grabbing Steve Trevor by the head, you know, it's not that. The memorable moments are the interactions between the characters. And, yeah, you know, I wish DC would find some of their own magic again because they've lost it. The people have spoken. You have 26% of a market share and another company has nearly half of the market share. Right, your main rival, your main competitor, you're known as the big two of the comic book industry, and so far it's looking like the big one. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of hard to be DC when two-thirds of your administration are Marvel Wildstorm guys. The Marvel Wildstorm guys that bankrupted Marvel and Wildstorm. So yeah, just putting that out there. Yeah. So, you know, 
Um, and you got a president who, jeez, uh, she's a nice showpiece. Let's put that away. She does read cue cards well, I guess. Um, but that's just it. <laughs> I feel so bad. You know, all these new fifty-two people are saying, "Oh, well, we just love the new 52. And I'm thinking, you are getting so ripped off. If you, you know read what? the original Nobody story, I'm sorry. <laughs> No one's saying that anymore. No one is saying that. The no, I still see him. I still see him on comments saying, oh, I love the new 52. And it's on Superman books. And I'm I, like, you are, you don't expect nothing out of nothing, do you? Because you are getting ripped off. And you're not really a Superman fan. If you, oh, I, I, I like the new 52. I like what they've done with him. I'm like, then you don't really like Superman. What have they actually done to him? Except. I mean, besides degrading and deconstruct him? Yeah. They completely just deconstructed him. Yeah. And so, you know, Gene Yang saying Superman's always Superman, right? No. Not when you deconstruct him on purpose. And for what purpose? That's the thing. They deconstruct him to, to do what? I mean. Death of Superman had a purpose, okay? They killed Clark off, right, to mm-hmm. show the world how much they would miss him if he was gone. Right. And, and so the then world, they brought him back. And the, world, and the world missed him. The world right. literally stopped. But people this that got... Yeah, people that ahead. didn't read the comic, people that didn't read the comic stopped went to a comic book place, went to a media outlet, went to a newsstand and said, I need Superman 75 because I need to discover, I need to know what they've done to Superman. It mattered to people. You know, now they brought Doomsday out in Superman Doomed. Nobody cared. Nobody was like, oh, Superman starting Doomsday, what's going to happen? Nobody gave a damn. And that's just the thing. Is I wonder if the administration even give a damn about Superman. I guess my point was that these guys have deconstructed Superman from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't care about it. I mean, we're calling him Super Loser now. Yeah. That's not the same thing as what they did with the death of Superman. He was still Superman. He was always Superman. He did the Superman thing. They killed him off. They didn't print books about, you know, with him involved in them. They just, you know, like they had other books about, you know, what Superman had done and, and how people missed him and stuff. And then when they brought him back, everybody was like, yay, Superman's back. Okay, this guy, we could care if he walked off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Do these guys think that this cheap imitation of whatever they're trying to do is anything near the death of Superman? They've deconstructed Superman to the point we don't know who Superman is anymore. So when Gene Yang says something like, Superman's always Superman... Well, not in the new 52. And 
And just because John Cunningham tells people what C2E2, oh, yeah, this is Superman, and everybody's like, no, it's not. Oh, yeah, this is Superman. This is the Superman you're going to get, whether you like it or not. This is the attitude that we've had in the New 52. Mm -hmm. So their stories make no sense, because it could be some guy that walked off the street, you know, and say, oh, yeah, this guy's Superman. Well, Tell you what, what about his past? Well, he doesn't have a past, really, because, you know, he has a five-year gap, and his parents died. And he's not with Lois Lane anymore. So who the hell is he? And this whole mm-hmm. crap about breaking him down to his essence, uh, what is his essence? If his essence is his strength, then they don't know Superman. If they're mm-hmm. talking about his strength, strength of spirit, Strength of character, strength of soul, strength of heart, yeah. But no, they're talking physical strength, and that's all they ever talked about with Superman, and that's a Jim Lee thing. Because mm-hmm. that's what Mr. Majestic's all about. And that's what Ultraman's all about. But that's yeah. not what Superman's about. So, I mean, you know, this, yeah. I just, you yeah. know. We all know, you and I both know, that in March, when we get to see what Superman's essence is, it's not going to be Clark Kent. No, I, you know, I keep, that's why I keep, you know, I keep tweeting them pictures, and I keep posting things, and I keep hoping that maybe one day they realize what I'm actually saying is the actual truth. Because... They don't know a damn about Superman. I mean, if you ask anybody on the street what Superman is about, they know he's about protecting his secret identity so that he can keep a normal life, so that he can just help people. But everybody knows Superman is the guy who always does the right thing, who always helps even if it's a cat out of the tree sort of thing, right? And this guy literally is the guy that walked up the streets because he's in a T-shirt with jeans and work boots. Yeah. I... So he, he could be like a construction worker that got hit on the northern and thinks he's Superman. <laughs> Maybe that's why the fortress didn't let him in. Well, I even said it in my article how how many months ago when they took everything away from him. And I said, mm-hmm. if he was a guy who thought he was Superman, he would at least put a red towel or red blanket around his neck and jump off the roof. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, no, but that's not we're getting, what we're getting. No, we're getting, you know, oh, he absorbs evil and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, I'll be What's I'll be getting... glad for n- next month because next month will begin uh, probably four weeks of great Superman because we'll have Neil Adams or d- does he start in February? He starts in February. Well, February. February. Yeah. Well, Neil Adams' book starts. Um, we still have American Alien. We'll have Tom Taylor, and we'll have the Lois and Clark book. That's four weeks of great comics, but we have to wait till February for that. Mm-hmm. 
Because the main yeah, books suck. You know, I mean, I don't know how much more obvious we can make it to DC Comics because even with variant covers, these books are not selling. No. At all. Um, you know, they don't give PR teams to the books that could sell. Right. They, oh, they're Superman. They don't support anything Superman. They took Lois Lane's PR team away from her. Right, you know. Lois, Lois Lane didn't even have a PR team, so, you know. Marguerite just found out, like, oh, you know, my comic's coming out. Yeah. yeah and, and, and she was brand new. She didn't know about PR teams and stuff. She was used to writing bat people. And, you know, they've got ten tons of PR people for that. But not Lois Lane, because that's a Superman thing. So they're not going to yeah, have a and, PR team for that. And to add to the sabotaging that, that DC did, you know, they even moved the date of Lois Lane up by a month. Yeah. Right? It's supposed to come it out in March and it came out in February. Exactly. And she was like, I didn't even know this comic was coming out. Up until I, up until three months before February, when we all saw the solicits together, and I was like, you know, uh, I because I had read her work on Batman and Batgirl, right. and I was very impressed with her because she, I mean, everybody who reads Marguerite Bennett knows she's she's a wonderful writer for for, for characters, um, and. You know, I was. I told her I'm very excited that you're tackling Lois Lane. That heck, we're even getting a Lois Lane book, right? And she's like, "What are you even talking about? We're not supposed to talk about this, right? Because it's coming out in March." So she wasn't allowed to talk about it until the solicits came out. And I'm like, "Um, no. It's here's the solicitation. Here's the cover. Here's what's happening." She's like, "Oh, okay." And then she writes this whole Tumblr post, and she's like, I didn't even know my my book was coming out, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know. It, it, it's really sabotaging the Superman books, and I yep. just don't know why. Well, because Jim Lee and Bob Harris and Eddie Berganza have this tight little twisted mafia thing going on because Superman's under Jim Lee. I know, yeah. Not Dan Dio. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's why. And, okay, who brought down Marvel? Bob Harris. And who had to sell Wildstorm to D.C.? Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Bob Harris was mm. his editor-in-chief. So you tell me who's up the bat. You know, my son was right. I thought he was crazy. He says Jim Lee will bring down DC Comics. You watch. Well, he's doing his damnedest. I know. I mean, how many times are they going to pull Batman out of the butt and say, here's the Dark Knight? You know? Break Miller rules! I mean, these sales with 50 variant covers showed nobody gives a damn. He couldn't even sell 500000 He couldn't even well, sell 450 Well, this is the thing. The next one up 
They didn't have any variant covers at all. Was was less than fifty six thousand than the top spot. Mhm. So it must have and been they, those like. And DC only had. That went. <laughs> and DC only had four books that were above fifty six thousand. Yeah, that's pretty darn bad, you know, because the Dark Knight isn't going to sell five, you know, 400000 every month. So why isn't drop- somebody getting fired is what my big question is. Yeah, I want to know why Warner Brothers isn't stepping in and controlling yeah. this commodity that, that is giving them their very successful TV shows. Right. They're very successful movies, right? Take what you will away from Man of Steel. I don't care how much you do it or whatever. That movie made more than Batman Begins if we're comparing it to a relaunch of Batman and a relaunch of Superman. He made $100 million more than Batman Begins. Well, so, here's... Yeah. here's- if I was Warner Brothers, here's what I'd be looking at. Marvel has been working on Star Wars books for a good, what, nine months? Yeah. Okay. As so what does as... that mean? That means that the comics are building an audience for the movie if, you know, and the movie will build the audience for the comics. So, but... DC doesn't think that way. I don't know how they think, but they've got Batman v Superman coming out in March. What have they done? What have they If they think Dark Knight 3 is advertising for the Batman v Superman movie, they are stupid. <laughs> no, that's the only thing. Stupid. They have stupid had is the right a lobotomy. Because that's no, you, uh, you're introducing Batman in this film. You've already introduced Superman. So the connection there is to connect Superman to the movie. So you should be having stuff happen in the Batman books and the Superman books and even in the Wonder Woman books. But has DC done that? No! They've deconstructed Superman to where he could be anybody off the street. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman, oh, please. Yeah. Inventions are just doing wonders with Wonder Woman. Not really. Oh, no. So, I if mean, I was Warner Brothers, I'd be up their butts with a flashlight and saying, okay, which one of you bozos wants to leave? Because if you can't decide, we'll start picking people. Yeah, I mean, you know what was funny is um, Gal Gadot, right, posed with a Wonder Woman comic for, um, I don't know what it was, what date it was. I think it was, um, you know, that whole be out in public and with your comic book sort of thing? Mm, um Yeah. Where you, where you show people you're reading, you know, comics right. in public and right. that sort of thing. Yeah. What Wonder Woman was she reading? Gail Simone's Wonder Woman, um, The Circle. 
Damn right. Damn right. She wasn't reading that new 52 crap. She was reading good Wonder Woman. She was reading Gail Simone's Wonder Woman, which is heralded as one of the best, you know, it's one to six issues or something. And yeah. it's like wunderbar, you know. Henry Cavill, when he posed with Action Comics number one, uh, New 52, he tried to hide it behind his arm. He was like, I don't want to be seen with this thing. Uh, when he posed with Action Comics number one, 1938, the original, mm-hmm. he was like a kid in a candy store who just got told it's Christmas and you can have whatever you want. <laughs> That's how happy he was. Yeah. Um, And he just ignored Diane Nelson when she said, what issue is this? Um, I will never forget that. I will never I let either. it live down. I like, that is the major faux pas of all time. And, oh, what issue is this? And everybody looks at her like, are you nuts? You know, and Henry's like, just, I'll hold it. I don't trust you people with him. I don't let I'll you protect you, Superman. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about American Alien. Um, Max Landis said this issue would be brutal, and it was, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it was... Um, I cried it. for this issue. I, I, it, it hit me emotionally. You know, when he said yeah. brutal, it was brutal on you as the reader, and, um, sorry, excuse me, um, that's a good, that's a, that's a telling of a good story, because if you can connect emotionally with the character, it's a good story. Yes. If it makes you feel something other than Discussed that you spent money on it, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, you know, I I still I I fondly, you know, with with great embarrassment admit I bought Justice League twelve on digitals and I'm still questioning comicsology of can I get a refund? So Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have that feeling when I paid for American Alien number two. No, I put it on the poll list, so you know, I'm, yep. I'm pretty confident I'm going to like the rest of the issues. So we have... Yeah, it only like, gets... It, apparent, according to him, it only gets better from here. So I'm yeah. like, take yeah. me. Take me. So we see that there... We, we see it's a rural uh, road, that there's a fire somewhere. We see a car. We see shotgun shells, which is different than the pistol we see. And there's blood. <laughs> Uh, there's a highway patrol car with an explosion, uh, and there's a highway patrolman laying on the ground bleeding from his chest, and it's the right side of his chest, so he could still live. There's some gas cans, there's, you know, so some good stuff is happening here. Um, this is called Hawk. Last issue was called Dove. Mm. So, we've got Lana... Uh, her and Clark are going to French, French homework. And Anna. <laughs> I know, that's how I say it. Um, I hate I, Lana Lang. Sorry. I have a cousin named Lana. Oh, shame. But we used to call her Lana. 
but now it's Lana. Don't ask me why. Um, so Clark is just, they're sitting like at a, you know, a fast food place or something, I suppose. Um, and he's like his head someplace else. So even Lana speaking French doesn't really do it for him, I guess. So he's like, he's trying to pay. And so then he tells her, he says, um, so he does come up with the right line when, when she's, you know, she's only had to say it twice. And then she's like, will you pay attention? And she says, I guess you were paying attention. He says, you're a good teacher, Lana. Hmm, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't got no game, let's face it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we hear a big broom. Outside is, it looks like a charger to me, uh, which is really a cool car. Anyway. Mm. Um, good so American muscle car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is American muscle car. And mm-hmm. as soon as Clark hears that, he's got his book shoved into his bookcase, uh, book bag, like, and yeah, Lana Lang was Lana Lang was not doing it physically. Let's put it that way, or Clark yeah. rather. And uh, I love his his um, early remnants of his uh, spit car. Mm, yeah. So she's like, she's telling Clark. Uh, oh, Clark says, I gotta go, it's my ride and she says, You need your own car, Clark and she says, Look how cool he thinks he is. Yeah. And he says, He is cool. Don't you think Pete is cool? And she's like, Pete's so cool And he says, Well, we maybe should pick up this tomorrow. I still don't feel ready for the final. Okay. Well, he didn't pay attention anyway. And so she invites him over to her house while her parents are out of town for the night. Mm. Mm. Whoa, woman, you're trying to take this to another level really quick. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So he eventually and says, okay. <laughs> no, no, I love his original reaction is, what? What? Do what? you not want to? He goes, no, that sounds great. She's okay. And he goes, okay. <laughs> so she says, don't forget to read the study guide so we'll have something to talk about. He says, well, you know what they say. And so he says, I am a grapefruit. I eat the window in French. In French. Now, yeah. So here's my thing. You know, Superman used to know, what, seven or eight languages? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think no, he's don't. just um I think he's just playing it on because I mean he's wandering off and he still manages to give Lana the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Um so I think he's just playing the what what's the term? Playing the goat, you know, where you like acting. Oh, the and dark. Yeah, yeah. He's just playing I think he's just putting it on. So um, so Clark says, do you have to rev it so loud? And Pete says, what's the point if you don't rev it? It's a muscle car, Clark. Come on, get real. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, he says, I'm sorry, Clark. Does the revving of my machine highlight the fact that you have no car at all? <laughs> <laughs> so I think he could drive, but he doesn't have a car. So he's probably 16. He says, uh, afraid maybe that me having a car will lead you to learning French too? And he goes, Kiss my ass, Pete. <laughs> He's a man on your side. I mean, I'm Team Kent. 
yeah, brilliant dialogue. I mean, this shows a friendship right out the bat. Yeah. And, yeah, I love this. Yeah, it was just, you know, it's guy talk. You know, he says, you'll make a great cheerleader, Pete. He says, yeah, can I borrow your skirt? He says, Lon invited me over tomorrow night. Say what? No, parents. Stone cold, Clark. You are stone cold. So apparently, to me, I made it sound like Clark thinks there's something between Lana and Pete, but it's that kind of denial thing because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a van shows up at a gas station with a convenience store, and these, I don't even want to call them people, walk in, and the one kid is a kid from town named Owen, and mm-hmm. he shoots the convenience store guy. Mm. And, um, and then he tells everybody else in the convenience store that they shouldn't have come here today. And... So they're begging for their lives, and you see outside the convenience store, you see the sound of the guns going off. Mm. So then we see uh, Clark and Pete and one of their other friends. They've got a, they're having a beer, you know. This is what farm boys do. Hello. Um, out by the it looks like out by the cell tower. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. which is a stupid place because. EMF guys. Um, anyway, it's some place where probably nobody comes around much, you know, so they're sneaking in because uh, the one guy says, "Man, if I had X-ray vision, all I'd be doing is looking through clothes at naked folks. I'd be the worst alien ever." And then Pete says, "Clark's already the worst alien ever." So this tells us that they know Clark's an alien. Yep. But it's like. Any kind of small town thing, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, they kind of like, oh, well, he's Clark. He's a nice guy. We like him, you know. It doesn't matter. And so, if it was Lana Lang that knew, it was on the front page of every newspaper. But um, it, it shows also towards Clark's character that he can pick good friends, he knows how to trust people and right. trust and in a small town you know again small town girls mm-hmm. uh, trust is renewed with trust I don't know what it is but you know if you trust someone with something they're gonna they're gonna honor that and it's right. just good manners I think well you know they, the can't have lived there forever you know, that Kent boy is probably how he's referred to, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their little quirks and everything, you know. Oh, that's bad blood in that family because, you know, his uncle did this and blah, blah, blah. So it's that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So the, the one guy says, so do you, and Clark goes, do I? He says, use your x-ray vision. And Pete grabs his face and goes, oh, boy. Clark goes, <laughs> I, Okay. And, okay, yes, Kenny, I have, but I don't anymore. And Pete looks at him and goes, because you're such a good person. (laughs) And Clark goes, no, because they look weird. People's bodies are all smushed by their clothes, and they look. And Pete starts laughing, so does Kenny. 
He goes, your face is so red. Oh, my God. He goes, stop laughing. And, they go, <laughs> and so then the cop car comes, and they go, and Clark goes, of, or Pete says, of course. And Clark goes, hide the beer. And Kenny goes, oh, crap. <laughs> Which is typical. Okay, so this is this is really kind of cool because Landis makes us realize that it's not all that. I mean, he's really thought about this because, you know, Girls in sports bras are not going to look as good as, you know, maybe some other bra or, you know, guy. You know what I mean? Because they yeah, are yeah, so smushed in and guys wearing really tight jeans or fat people doing this and that, you know. So, yeah, that's kind of like, well, yeah, because it would kind of be like bad. But then you would kind of like, I could see him x-raying Lois because it, that would never be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. And I see pictures of him doing that. So, um, so the sheriff shows up, and it was Sheriff Parker. And and Clark's like, "We know we're not supposed to be back here because there's no trespassing sign." But you have to understand, we got lost on this stuff, and, and it all. And and he says, "Sometimes when you're in a place, and you know what I'm saying." And, <laughs> Pete's going, worst making it worse. Worst ever. Worst <laughs> Yeah, I know. And Clark goes, I didn't hear you saying jack shit. And then so mm-hmm. um, the sheriff says, Ross, Kent, I'm going to need you to come with me. There's There's been an incident, and Ed Vance is dead. Court Burns is dead, too. And the youngest Holloway girl, we need to, need to. And they're all looking at him like, and then Clark goes, what? What do you mean? Brett Holloway isn't dead? I just saw her yesterday. And then Kenny goes, Sheriff Parker, because he's leaning over and he's starting to hurl. And Pete goes, holy hell, what happened? And Clark looks off in the distance. And so he he takes him to the gas station. And they're outside the gas station. And there's, like, cop cars around and ambulances and people doing their jobs, you know, like Mark and stuff and evidence and stuff and the sheriff says i need you boys to do some growing up right now two active crime scenes are more than smallville's ever seen pete your uncle saw the whole thing he's not doing great we need you to take him home and he looks over and goes i okay and then the sheriff says clark murder of an officer means the u.s marshals are going are taking this one over they took it out of my hands they're searching east of here. Say that's where they think that the suspects are. Anything you want to say, Kent? Any ideas you might have? And Clark looks with his uh, x-ray vision uh, into the convenience store. And there's, like, blood. And he goes, I, uh, no, sir. And the sheriff says, obviously knows Clark has some abilities, says, thanks for nothing. So... He gets in the car with Pete and and um, Pete's uncle, I believe. They're taking him home. He goes. Pete turns is driving. He turns and he says, "What, Uncle Howie? Did he say anything? I don't think he even said anything." Um, and he's staring out of the car and he says, "They blew her head open. I felt her blood on my face. It was hot. They they begged. They cried. They killed them all anyway. I hid. Am I a coward?" I let them die, and Clark, Pete looks over at Clark, and Clark 
puts his head in his hand. And um, so he drops Clark off of that, and um, he tells Clark, Pete tells Clark, I'm going to stay with him. He says, okay, I can call my ma, and, and Pete says, no. Um, he says, I'm getting out. And he says, God damn it. He says, I can find my own way home. You found Wendy McCombs' cat in two minutes, Clark. Two minutes. So Pete's like, hey, man, you could be doing something about this. He says, you could find them, the ones who did this. And he says, I, the police will. He says, I saw you in the car. You know something. Clark says, I'm not. I just, I can't just. He says, what if it was your ma or pa? He says, don't say that. He says, what if it was me? So Pete gives him some food for thought. So do you mm-hmm. want to read what's happening at the criminal's house? Do I have to do it like a son accent? Then, um, so, so there's there's a dog barking, um, and we see it's it's this like abandonedish, uh, you know, rickety house. And so this guy, uh, I think his name is Owen, says, "You said I'd be back. You said I'd be welcome back, Dad. Heh. You don't seem happy to see me." And so there's this other lady with a shotgun and she's like uh shut up that dog it's too loud and somebody's going yeah, 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 in the corner um and then you see this very frightened family um an elderly man with a broken arm they're holding a, a sort of tweenish child and a woman and so the dad says you are Owen you are welcome back but this isn't as the own customer says, did I ruin it, Dad? Are you very mad? Am I in trouble? Did I ruin your 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 little <laughs> perfect life in your perfect town, Dad? Did I <laughs> did I ruin America for you? And so the mother says, you brought drugs into this house. The dog is barking and barking and barking. And um, the little kid says, Owen, you're scaring me. So the father says, stop, think. You don't want to hurt us. We're your family. Um, so the dog is barking and everybody's pleading. They're like, Owen, please. Owen. And he shoots the dog. And then this other guy in the corner who was part of his gang is like, hey, hey. And so Owen's like, you thought you could just kick me out. And that would be it. Kick me out of your perfect little life. Well, I'm back. And I brought the real world with me. You think I'm just something you can throw out of the trash? I guess you know better, huh? I'll end your little world. Try to control me. Well, who's in control now, huh? Who's got the power? And we see an outshot of the house and we see... Um, a figure standing outside. Um, and then the door opens with Owen. Owen has the gun to his father's head and the door opens and it's Clark. And he says, listen, I... And so Owen turns the uh, revolver that he's got in his hand and shoots at Clark. And Clark actually gets hurt. But, I mean, you can see sprays of blood but obviously he doesn't die. 
uh, he get, just gets knocked back. And he says, and Owen says, who the hell, uh, who the hell were you? And the cock is getting up and Owen is like, no way. The cock is pleading with him and he's like, please, stop. You know, stop, please. And he says, no, that, and Owen says, no, that's impossible. And so, cock throws, um, a piece of wood, some debris at Owen to knock him back. And so Owen's gang comes out and they're like, Owen? And so Clark is still pleading with them. He's he's very defensive, but he's pleading with them. He's like, please, just listen to me. And so this other guy is, you know, part of Owen's gang, he just shoots him with his shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're dead. You're dead. And so Clark is on the ground. Um, he's bleeding. Um, and he's got his hand up in defense to sort of stop the bullets, but you know, it's not really going to work. Uh, and then his eyes flare up. Um, and by mistake, he shoots the guy who had the gun aimed at him. Right. He obviously, obviously can't control his heat vision, and he buries his face in his hands, and he's screaming in agony. Um, and then this other dude starts shrieking. Oh, he takes the guy's arms off, too. Oh, he takes he takes the guy's arms off. Oh, okay. Uh, so he takes the, the, the shooter's arms off, and uh, he's shrieking, and he's like, I mean, you know, he's, he's absolutely, like, obviously you just had your arms shot off by a guy, you know, shooting fire from his eyes. Um, and the cock is saying, you made me, you made me do that. He's trying to explain it to this guy. This guy is just like shrieking, oh my God, ah, my arms, ah. And so the woman that was with Owen takes the little girl into her hand. She's got a knife to her throat and she's like, don't move. I'll cut this little pig's throat. I swear I will. I'm not afraid. And uh, Clark is then apologizing. He's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because he realizes you know, coming here was sort of like a mistake. And well, and he didn't get anybody else killed either. So. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really get anybody else killed or hurt or injured or anything like that. And so the woman is like, you know, shut up. And he's like, let him go, and and I won't stop you. You can. Uh, so he's obviously trying to preserve life. He's trying to help this child. Um, right. And he's like, you know, I I won't turn you in, sort of thing, you know. And um, so the woman says, you think I don't know you'll kill me as soon as I let him go? He says, no, no, I, I didn't. And she says, oh, and cook, let's get out of here. And so um, does she slip the little child's throat? I don't think so. Okay, because that would be a bit dark. Um, <laughs> that would be very brutal. Um, no, she was going to. She has the uh, she's she, yelling that she has. The, you can see where the knife is. It isn't at the girl's throat anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, it's it, it's what what happens in this panel? Um, well, she's screaming at Clark. Clark's like, "Oh, 
Yeah, Let yeah, yeah. He's feeding up clock and and, and and it's all like a confusion and clock's like, No, I didn't want to do this, I, you know, please just just don't hurt the child and I don't know where Pete comes in with his shovel and just hits people and he's like he's like whacking. Yeah, he hits the girl shovel. away from the the other Girl. Yeah, and he gets the the crazy chick lady with the knife away from Owen's brother. I'm gonna say little brother. Um, I thought it was a sister. Well, she, well, she says, um, well, the lady with the knife says, uh, "I'll kill him." Oh, okay. So yeah, so must be a brother. Uh, so Clark is still on the floor. He's bleeding. His his eyes are on fire. He's on fire. You know, that's what he's smoking. His eyes are smoking. Um, and he's like, thanks, Pete. And um, so, okay. This is the police, the sheriff. Yeah, he's, he's in the sheriff. Yeah, sheriff, sheriff Parker. Um, he's like, you have really screwed up. We have three criminals in intensive care say they were attacked by a demon. Gave a description of the demon. Demon looks like this. And it's basically cocked with his um, slid up eyes. Um, basically like what the New 52 Superman looks like. Um, yeah, all the time. All the time. All the time. And he says, "Why didn't you come to why Why didn't you Why didn't you come to me? I asked you for help. You and Pete both could have been killed." Uh, so obviously the sheriff is in on it. I suppose, you know, with all the incidences that would have happened, oh, yeah. Clark flying around and stuff, the sheriff knows. Uh, he's keeping Clark's secret. Clark, you can see, is battered and bruised. Um, I like Max Landis's explanation of this uh, because somebody asked him, "Well, why did you make Superman bleed?" Uh, and he said. Um, because his powers only develop as he matures. Right. If you go back, Max Lander said, if you go back to Action Comics number one, it's when he reaches um, manhood, right? Right. And he says, right now, Clark is a teenager. He's not reached his potential. He has hormones flooding all through his body. He doesn't know how to control anything. He doesn't know what's going on, right? So Mm -hmm. he says, obviously, he's not going to be as strong as he is when he's 35 because he's still 20 years away from that. So he's about 15. He's 16, probably, yeah. 15, 16, it depends when you guys can get your, like, driver's comments. 16, usually. Yeah. Well, I suppose Clark could drive, but you know, I don't know if, if you guys do this in the farm where you you teach people how to drive, but you don't yeah, have yeah, your driving right. license. Sort of you thing. don't yeah. have your license still, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could drive a tractor before I could And he couldn't a get a car. He couldn't get a car until after yeah. he, until he had his license, so. So anyway, so that to me, this to me um, didn't bother me. At all, I don't know if it bothered you, but obviously no. for me, Clark would develop his powers over time. Yeah, I. You know. Plus the fact, okay, so like in that one panel, read that panel, that third panel after his, when 
the sheriff tells him what the doctor says. Yeah. Okay, so he says, uh, you know, why don't you come for me? Um, could have, you and Pete could have been killed, and Clocky's looking at him like, dude, I know. Um, and so he says, Doc Pollard said um, he had to set your nose with a ball, uh, ball, ball peen hammer. Ball yep. peen hammer. Yeah. Said if that bullet had been an inch higher, it would have driven your eyeballs straight through your brain. And there might have been another reason why he couldn't con- control the heat vision. It's because his one eyeball was kind of screwed up. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Clark is looking at the, at the police chief like, I know. I know I screwed up. But I was trying no, to... No, I hard. thought that looked more like this guy is really... He, he knows, but it's kind of like a strange conversation because, you know, he's trying to hide his powers, but... Everybody seems to know, but, I mean, this flat out is telling him, okay, so the doctor knows, the sheriff knows, and it was like, and we're trying to protect you, Clark, because, you know, if he had been one inch closer to your eyeball, we'd have to go after it with something, like a tow truck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I looked at it a bit differently. I think it's like Superman's or Clark Kent's first realization of, because Clark is a very naive person. He always thinks the best the of best it's of not everybody. A bad, yeah, he, it's it's yeah. not the, the the worst personality trait to have. It's a very right. Um, I find it very endearing in Superman. Right, um, it can be. Sometimes he, I want to hit him over the head, but yeah. No, you know what? I look at his cute puppy dog eyes and I'm like, I can't. I can't be angry at you for thinking the best of someone. You know, that's what we love about you is that you always think the best of people. Right. And I think it's his first realization of not everybody is like Mama and my Pa and Pete and my friends and that sort of thing. I think it's his first realization of, I I know I was in over my head. You know, I know now what that that the world is a little bit darker than what I've been shown because I think Ma and Pa would have shown him the best of humanity, which is why he always thinks the best of people. And... You know, Pete is obviously portrayed here as a very, very, very good friend, right? Um, right. And so I think this is his realization of he's telling the cop, like, I know I screwed up, you know, but I didn't expect it to turn out like this. See, so, I didn't I, see what I got, especially with the next two panels that you haven't read yet. My my feeling was he realized that there are people who are willing to protect him. And he yeah. asked yeah, if only he would allow them. But, he, you know, he wants to keep things secret. But that sometimes that bumps up against, you know, these people who are really supportive of him. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he so, might have thought yeah. that the sheriff was mad at him because he didn't help. And he was to some extent. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't go right Clark off. So... Mm-hmm. So Sheriff 
Parker continues and he's like, what are we supposed to say happened, Clark? If someone asks, how am I supposed to protect you? And Clark has his head down and he's like, maybe you shouldn't. Right. And and so it so, cuts to... Yeah. Yeah. So basically Clark starts to get down on himself because, you know, he accidentally <laughs> burned some guy's arms off. True, the guy was probably deserved it but you know um he's probably feeling like i'm a weapon i'm out of control there's these people Mm -hmm. who want to support me but you know he's feeling really kind of down on himself and that's when we get to the really this is really this part wasn't brutal this part was very insightful and i thought sweet i mean we see the sheriff Mm -hmm. leaving kent farm and martha says you're lucky he let you go at all what if he turned you over to someone to, okay, so she's being a mom, right? And he says, mm-hmm. who, the alien police? Are they going to take me away and dissect me? <laughs> Which is always a fear of theirs, you know? It's a very teenage thing to say, actually, as right, well. <laughs> right, right, right. And she goes, yes, someone like that, someone real. You don't know what could, and Clark says, why am I in trouble? Don't you know what just happened to me? You have no idea what I saw tonight. Now, he's starting to look a little better. I mean, he doesn't look as bruised or battered or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she says, what happened to you? Clark, you did this. This was your choice. And he says, they were killers, Ma. I'm not some kind of monster, no matter what you and Dad think. You can't expect me to just sit by and, she goes, act like a human teenager. Can I? Can I expect that? Which is basically what he's acting like right now. And he looks over at her, and and she goes, and he gets mad, and he starts to run off. She goes, Clark, wait, wait. And so he goes and sits up on the roof, waiting for the sun to come up. And Martha Kent, in all her humanness, gets up on the roof. It's a metal roof, too, okay? We're not talking. (laughs) She gets up on the metal roof beside her son, and she says, I do, I, do you really believe we think you're a monster? Clark says, no, I don't know, sometimes. And she says, you are my world, Clark. You're everything. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. You're not a monster. He looks over. You know how you kind of look at somebody, but you don't really look at them? And she says, you're a shooting star. You're a wish that was granted. And he looks at his mom, and she says, your pa just called from the city. He's tired as hell and bright red mad. You're going to get an earful. <laughs> Clark goes, I'll, I'll never do anything like that again, I swear. And then she pulls him into a half hug and, she, and he goes, what? She says, I had a whole speech planned out. I was really going to get into into it with you. But I already put my foot in my mouth, didn't I? Because now, now I can't. I can't stop thinking about what would have happened to that family if you hadn't been there. And then Clark puts his arm around his mother as they sit on top of the metal roof of the house. And we see um, the countryside behind them. And that's how it ends. Mm, I tried. I mean, I'm getting weepy and teary-eyed just rereading this right now. And, I mean... Right. Well, the thing, 
the thing about it is, is when you pull the kents out, you miss this because mm-hmm. Clark Clark left Krypton. He was there. His parents, Darrell and Laura's only hope that he he could have a full life and that some part of Krypton would still exist. He was their hope. When he landed mm-hmm. in the spaceship in the field and the Kents found him, he was their hope because they could not have a child. And so he was their hope, okay? You know, she you know, he was their shooting star. He was, you know, he was a gift granted, you know? And then Clark was able to move on and be the hope of the world. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how that yeah. whole thing goes out. If you leave the Kents out of it, if you take them out, oh, they're dead, you know, then that destroys a lot of the mythology. That's the Clark Kent pillar of the mythology is destroyed. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the fabrication of something. What's this? Uh, I mean, this is what, two pages? One, two, three. Three pages, three pages. right? Yeah. What these three pages are and what Max Landis gives us in these three pages is what Superman needs and this is a foundation. A foundation built on love, built on support, built on hope, built on Every positive feeling out there, right? Right. I mean, Clark is is disciplined. You know, his father is is what's it? Um, <laughs> bright red, mad, and you're gonna get an earful. It's not like he gets away with anything. Uh, there no. is a structure there. There's a structure. Yeah, right? that's your parents. Um, yeah. And the thing is, but they're also the flip side of parents of the undying support that your parents always give you. Right. And to me, this is what Clark is. This is what the Superman mythology is. Because when the Kents aren't there, right, you say he becomes, you know, he's Jorel and Lara's hope, he's Martha and um, John's hope. He also, and before, you know, he's also the world's hope. He's also Lois Lane's hope. Because Lois Lane was a very cynical person. And right. he showed Lois a different side to the world, a different side to humanity. And right. so he sort of also brings her into the life. And that's why she's his stability as well. Well, because, she's his hope too, because she's the best person yeah. to know. Right, well, her, she's his stability and he's her stability. And that's why they work so well. Um, and I'm sure we'll see that in the next issue because, well, not the next one, the one after that. Um, but, yeah, I love the, um, it is brutal. It's brutal because, um it's a punch in the face to what humanity, the dark, the really dark of humanity can be. But what I love about this is 
what Michael says at the end, where Clark thinks, thinks, sorry, thinks that he shouldn't do this again, and she's like, "But what if? You know, you need right. to think about that. What if? What if you weren't there? This family would have been slaughtered by this mad person, and you gave them hope. You gave them a second chance. You right. saved them." And that's what I love is that it ends on, even though Clark is taught a lesson, I think, in this book. Oh, yeah. About about how dark humanity can be. At the end of it, it still ends on a very hopeful note of, well, maybe, you know, you, you know, maybe if it wasn't for you, not maybe, if it wasn't for you, you know, something terribly tragic could have happened. Well, the family would be dead and they keep murdering people across the world, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, it's, it ends on a very hopeful note that if it wasn't for him, this family wouldn't have got... It's a very complex and emotional book and it's a roller coaster and it's fantastic. It's I cannot wait to have this book in a bound form and say, you know, this is a Superman journey and I hope it becomes a DC essential because, heck, this is what needs to be read as Superman. Right. Is that you can teach him a lesson, you can show him the gritty and the dark of the world, but he's still a person of light and, and hope. And it even ends with the bright sunshine over the, you know, the, the the farm. Right. So, yeah, excellent issue. I mean, yeah. if you're not reading this, you're missing out. Yeah. That's all I have to say. It's a great series so far. So, yeah. Um, and the next issue is called Parrot. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is where I he tells it, people he's Bruce Wayne, right? I, yeah, I thought it would have been called Peacock. Um because that makes a little bit more, you know, sense because Bruce... No, if he's talk. imitating Bruce, if he's imitating Bruce, then he's a, like a parrot. But then, when I read the title of Parrot, I was like, this makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is a final page to this book. It's uh, Doomsday, who's out in space, and he's complaining. It's not fair. <laughs> The planet explode. I go out into cold, cannot reach nothing. Want to die, can't. Want to kill, can't. It's not fair. And so then he sees a satellite with a S symbol on it, and he goes, so I hold on to this one, and it takes me somewhere new. And so that page is called Revelations. Basically, yeah. it's Doomsday, Surviving Krypton, uh, explosion apparently, uh, and sees the S symbol and connects with the satellite. And so when he does reach Earth, he's gonna, you know, connect the S to Superman probably. Mhm. Um. Well, well, I was, I, 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 um, I smiled at that because I'm like, Max Landis is finally getting to write his Doomsday Superman story because I know <laughs> that's gonna tie in. To the to the end, because right. Max Landis 
is obsessed with doomsday. Um, he is? Oh, well, yeah. No, as as a character, he is he. I know um, he's always wanted to write a doomsday story, right? Because every time he keeps bringing it out, you know, uh, right. he's like he keeps bringing it up. I, and for me, um, I'd like to actually see finally his take on Superman versus Doomsday. Right. That'll be interesting to see what how what he thinks about it. Mhm. It'll be um, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, the thing is that the the series is getting me excited for future comics. Uh-huh. It's not like yeah. I'm dreading the thirtieth or I'm dreading the twenty whatever or I'm dreading the nineteenth or I'm dreading the sixteenth. It's not that. It's I'm looking forward to the next comic. Right. And I think we're getting, like, especially with Superman, Lois, and Clark, now with American Alien, and soon with, um, in February, we're going to get Neil Adams. In January, we're going to get Tom Taylor writing Batman, Superman. I think we're going to start getting some comics that we can actually be excited about and not, like, you know, please don't torture me any longer. (gasps) Holly, touch wood. Knock on wood there. We can get excited about comics. Yeah. Next week, yeah. The Truth Arc gets a couple, uh, I think it's the Truth Arc, I don't remember. Super Doom and Under the Skin. I'm not even sure what those are. Okay, so the Superman 47 comes out this coming Wednesday. It's got the Superman 46 John Romita cover on it. So Mm -hmm. we don't know what the cover really is. No, no, we don't know until the day it comes out. Yeah. Um, Justice League of America number six. It has a really cool Superman on the front, even though he's got red eyes and stuff. But he's he's got a good cape on. Um, I think. But um, let's see what else we got. If anything, um, oh no 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 no. <laughs> This is why DC is going to fail. Oh, yeah. Dark Knight Master Race 2. Of course, it has many variant covers. Okay. Whatever. Mm. I think this one has 25. (laughs) Oh, wow. And another one in 500 of Jim Lee. Of course. Of Of course. course. Why is Batman... Man yeah, this is muscle. the one where where Batman has a quad piece, and I'm like, what? Okay. And Batman's okay. thighs take up half the book. What are you talking about? That that cover from by um, what's his face? Um, Jim Lee. It it's so just just tortured and. Well, the one they show people. here is Carrie Kelly's in chains with guards around her. Yeah, that ain't Jim Lee's one. That is something else. Somebody else. Batman meets Batman 66 meets Man from Uncle. So apparently Batman's still going after Henry Cavell. Mm. Apparently. Okay. Whatever. Oh, 
Why is Super Loser and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and the sundry people on Aquaman 47? Yeah. Oh, because the Justice League helps him with something. Um, Super Loser is actually... He ain't got no powers. How can he be underwater? Exactly. That was a question I asked, and, and yeah. <laughs> And Bruce is back before Scott Snyder's Bruce is back. Do they actually think that there's any kind of... It's all chaotic because they don't... What do their editors do besides complain that, I'm new, I, I moved over here from New York, or I'm new because... You had to fire all the people in New York, or well, what do they do? Especially Eddie Braganza, okay? Hey, that man doesn't book. know what editing is. Yeah. So apparently, all we have to read next week is Superman. Mm. I'm, mm. You know, Superman is always Superman, right? Or like, no, he hasn't been Superman in New Fifty Two. He hasn't been Superman since 2011. Well, 2009, if you want to get technical. Listen, I didn't read Wonk. I so it's like a it's like a hole in my Superman reading. Just Kal-El. He wasn't Superman. He wasn't Clark. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I remember uh, reading the synopsis about Wonk, where he goes to Krypton and there's a hundred million whatever. Kryptonian, yeah, and I was like, yeah. hundred thousand, whatever it is, yeah. and I'm like, this is silly. Like, why is he? Why is there a new Krypton? Where did all these Kryptonians come from? You know, they came from the bottle and of Candor. Exactly, but the bottle of Candor is just supposed to be like ornaments, you know. Um, oh well, no, they made like, them all grow up. I'm like, this is this is so silly. I'm not buying these comics. Um, the the only comics I bought from there was um, A World Without Superman uh, with Chris Kent and uh, Flamebird, Nightwing and Flamebird. I bought two of those, and one of those was where he meets Lois, and she's like, oh, my son, you came back. Hmm. And, yeah, that was the only... Yeah, two. I just bought two of them. I didn't buy. I didn't. I bought War of the Supermen, which was after. Cause, okay, so you got Superman. Okay, he's not Superman. He leaves Earth, so he's no longer Clark Kent, and he's no longer Superman. He's Kal El. Okay, and he never thinks about Lois, but he mentions her once because he went to see her to tell her about her sister dying, but she didn't really die. But we never got to see that. It was all off-panel, and it was just in one little panel. And we're sitting there going, really? And, you know, he was basically a battling alien long before the New 52. And then we're sitting there going, okay, so what are they going to do with 100,000 other Kryptonians running around? They're going to have to kill them off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, this is a dead-end plot, you know? Yeah. It's 
It's like, oh, we don't know that, oh, yeah, they're going to kill them all off. I remember when I read, like I was saying, when I read the plot basis for, you know, should I buy Wonk or should I not buy? Um, and I remember they said, you know, a hundred, whatever, thousand Kryptonians come. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to turn out very good. So I cannot really judge the ending. He's either going to put them back in the bottle or send them into the Phantom Zone or kill them or something, you know. Oh, gee, one of the three, I got it right. Well, and then what was even stupider is after he came home, he kept walking around his apartment in a Superman outfit. Oh, yeah, that's that's so... That's like a total no-no. So then he walks to Earth in his Superman outfit. Yes, grounded. Oh, I was so... I I was like... I remember laughing for the longest time. Thanks to fans walking around America. Right. Yeah. Okay. You think you were laughing? Marvel was laughing its ass off at that panel in 2010. I was like, who came up with this idea? Good grief. From bad to worse. Oh, and then we got the new 52. Mm, yeah, but Superman's always Superman, right? No. No. I'll make him regret he ever said that. Um, okay. We don't let things live down. <laughs> no, not when we're being tortured for so long. Oh, you're supposed to forget about that. No, we're not. You said the New 52 was the only universe that existed. Oh, yeah, until they brought in the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, they got rid yeah. of the multiverse. Yeah. With the whole Flashpoint thing, because... Yeah. It's too complicated with so yeah. many worlds. Um, but we're joining Wildstorm in and we're bringing Handkerchief Dude into the Justice League. Um, what's Handkerchief Dude? Everybody went, uh That had failure written all over it. I don't care what Jim Lee likes. Yeah. I remember reading that, that page or looking at that page from Flashpoint where Flash is running through the, the multiple timelines and he's joining them. And then we get the Justice League of the New 52 with Hanky face front and center. Yeah. And I was like, who even is this dude? Where did he come from? And Where yeah. is he now? We don't want to know. <laughs> we don't care. Don't know. Leave Grifter wherever he is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to be our show. Um, And we had some great comics this week, which was good. Which is good. But then we're going to have lots of good comics next week. Mm -hmm. Comic. One comic, yeah. Yeah, we'll see, you know, how badly they want to screw up everybody's Christmas by opening their mouths and saying something stupid. So. Mm -hmm. Did we forget any news? Not that I can think of, no. Okay. Alrighty. Well, you need but to like, get to bed. But like I said, I was off the internet, so I don't know. I didn't see anything. I didn't even see any previews for anything this coming Wednesday. No, so. like where's the Superman preview? No way. Okay, so everybody have a great week, and have a Merry Christmas. 
because we will yes. be back after Christmas. Yes. So everybody have a great Christmas and Tej, get some rest, girl. Put I more know. ice on your yes. foot. <laughs> yes, I just went and pulled some ice while we were talking about that. Okay. And all right. Nice and cool. Okay. Merry Christmas to you. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Have All right. a really good Christmas. Yep. Take care. See you next week. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.